detectives Marcus Burnett. And Mike Lowry. Buenos dias, mi amor. It was the ultimate nightmare. This was our career bust, which is what, your hundred million dollars? Just do what you do, only faster. Let's try to do this right. No gunshots, no dead bodies. Well, you know, if I recall correctly, the last couple dead bad guys belong to you. Please, you ain't even trying to compare body counts. Why? Should I keep going all day? I'm out. I'm out. No, this case. We got 72 hours before the FBI and the DEA walk in here and shut us down. You know, you drive almost slow enough to drive Miss Daisy. This murder and this witness. You, you, you ain't with the bad guys now. You with the cops. This is your getaway car. What is this? A family station wagon? Oh my God! You got a baby seat in the back. I'm going to put them. Look at you. Look at you. Can you stay focused? What are you talking about? I'm focused. Yeah, focused on all this scattered ass around here. To the ultimate test. Pictures presents. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Oh man, oh, that's too much bass in your voice. That's scared white folk. Martin Lawrence. We were wondering if we can borrow some brown sugar. Will Smith. You see, you you something wrong with you. What's up? The law will be served. Justice will be done. You forgot your boarding pass. Oh, and boys will be boys. Bad boys. What you gonna do? Bad boys, bad boys. What, what you, you gonna, gonna do? do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World. It is Black History Month, and we're starting off hot with 1995. <laughs> Bad boys. Uh, I got my man Shahid here. What's going on? It's good, sir. I'm glad they don't do trailers like that anymore. That's like three. It's three minutes of giving them the way the whole movie. I don't need to hear this. Oh, my God. Bad boys. What you going to do? <laughs> Come to theater soon. Oh, my God. This is how we doing Black History Month. This guy was used a lot. With a lot of older movies, I've noticed that his voice is just everywhere for trailers. Um, yes, that's. It's, he has an iconic voice, and it's kind of like it fits. So if it ain't broke, why well, break it? Ugh. Yeah, we doing bad boys. <laughs> let's 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 get it out the way. Uh, this was my pick this week, uh, and. Shahid has some feelings about the movie, and I want him to immediately get it off his chest right now. So what's your feelings about this movie? This movie overrated. <laughs> this movie. Okay. I it's I hadn't seen Bad Boys in a long time. And I realized like out of the three, I've seen the original one the least amount of times. And a couple of things like this, it's like held up by chewing gum. Like it's, you know what I realized watching this movie. You know how people talk about Michael B. Jordan now, like he's more a star than the actor. Yep. Like they kind of get on his, like he's a good actor, but they kind of get on his acting skills. Like he's 
Like you can see the seams. That's how Will Smith used to be. Like I really noticed it watching this movie kind of like the Dirty Secret Bad Boys. It's a Martin Lawrence thing. He's always doing the heavy lifting in the movies. Will Smith just is to do the fun, the fun stuff, the hero stuff. And Martin Lawrence is doing all the heavy work because I've like watching this movie. You can kind of tell like, you know, when Will Smith is doing stuff, you can like kind of see the wheels in motion. Like anybody who's I use a perfect analogy. Anybody who's watched a John Cena match. John Cena is very good at, he, at what he does, but it never looks easy. Like it always looks like he's putting work in what he does. And early Will Smith was like that. Like it's kind of like you can see the wheels in motion when he's doing certain things. It doesn't feel his charisma is there. The acting doesn't feel natural yet. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, and Martin is doing the heavy lifting in the movie, no doubt. Um, yeah, so that's fair. I thought it was something like really sideways you were gonna say because no, you kept hitting no, towards the it. The movie is like it's all right. That's all it is. Like it's more important than good. It's more because of the career. Like it basically, you know, jumped off both their movie careers. Like, cause not just Will Smith became a movie star, Martin Lawrence was also became a movie star too. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that kind of like gets you know, and discarded, they were, discredited. They were both still doing their TV shows at this time too, won't they? Yeah. Which is like, insane. this was originally, it's funny, like, original plan is Wesley Snipes and Eddie Murphy. Totally different movie. Totally movie. different. It's a, it's a better movie. And it's a different movie. I don't know if you no get, dis- I don't know if you get the what sequels. You you what is what you say? I don't know if you get the sequels. Like, I don't know if you get to a three. You might get to the second one, but that third one, you know, I don't I know. I mean, considering what Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes are doing now, um, yeah, I can see a sequel. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, the trouble that, you know, Wesley had. So, you know, that's what Wait, I'm saying. Martin Lawrence almost died. No, but what I'm saying. <laughs> so, I, I mean, know. When we talk about the trouble they went through and the difficulties of doing stuff. It's like, keep in mind, yes, um, Wesley Snipes went through some issues. His issues... Hell to what Mark Martin Lawrence went through. True, but when I'm you, I don't I can't remember when the the second one came out. But I'm just saying, I think you would have had this. I, I think you would have had it. Yeah, they would still got the sequels. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, whatever. I mean, he would have did this. Would have did after Blade Three, basically. And it wasn't like, and it wasn't like Eddie Murphy was super busy. Um, this is what Dream Girls came out when. Uh hell I don't know 2000 shit I don't know 2000 no I don't know I ain't gonna try so to guess. It's either before dream girls or after dream girls but no it's not to discount them it's just a better movie because they're better like Martin Lawrence is one of the funniest people in history but Eddie Murphy's Eddie Murphy like Eddie Murphy had the crown before he became movie star Eddie Murphy and handed the comedy crown to Martin Lawrence and like Eddie Murphy has has better action chops because he did action movies more and he looked more like a leading man. And yeah, mid and early, like this time frame, Wesley Snipes is is a bigger star than Will Smith is. Will Smith uh, overcomes because of this, but it's like, you know, Will, Wesley can do everything Will can do in this movie and do the physical stuff a lot better. 
But the because Wesley is a better actor acting wise than Will Smith. I think the one thing that Martin and Will would have is the chemistry. Because you they, they got that out not right. That's the first thing you see is that chemistry in the beginning of the movie. Not saying that Eddie and Wesley wouldn't have had it, but that's the one thing that um Will and Martin can hang their hat on, like, yo, our our, our chemistry is impeccable. Nobody can touch us right now. But you wouldn't know that until you see until you saw the movie. Because it's not like they had a history of working together until this right, movie. Right, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And also anybody who saw Dolomite. Yeah, <laughs> with Wesley, see like Eddie Murphy, Wesley Snipes also have chemistry, but it's like it's you know it's neither here nor there. That would be a different, a better movie. A worse movie would be the version with John Lovitz and David Dana Carvey. Good lord, which was also about to get into production until Dana Carvey saw how Don Simpson, you know, got down at the club and like, nah, I can't hang with him. Thank goodness, Don Simpson. Don Simpson was known R.I.P. as you know. He he worked hard and he partied harder. He showed way. up to Days of Thunder <laughs> in a leather race car suit for no apparent reason. <laughs> like, what? What is wrong with you, man? Just give us the money. Just give us the back, and you just do it too much. Cocaine. <laughs> Cocaine. Um, so. so, who do we have? Who are the stars of this movie other than Will Smith and Martin Lawrence? Tia Leone. Uh, Teresa Randall and Takeshi Carl, and then a whole bunch of you know young Michael Imperioli, a cameo by John Sally, cameo by Kim Coates from Sons of Anarchy. Um, but it's basically like you know it's the oh Will Smith my god, I'm just realizing it. I'm just realizing that's who I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, in the beginning, I just realized. It's who funny, that was. I didn't realize who that was till watching it again. Like, yeah, that's. But it's kind of like when I first watched it, Sons of Anarchy wasn't a thing. Yeah, and so now it's like I've seen him in Resident Evil. I've seen him in this. It's like once you've seen some of my famous stuff, I call it like the Tommy Flanagan thing. Once I saw Tommy Flanagan in Sons of Anarchy, you realize how many movies he was in before Sons of Anarchy and how many movies he was in since the sunlight. Like he just pops up like a Skittle. But it's kind of like it's it's different when it works that way. Um, And also, this is the debut for Michael Bay. Michael Bay, love him or hate him. This is his debut film. And you can see it's kind of like you can if you watch enough Michael Bay movies. You can see kind of like, you know, what he loves. This is like, this is kind of like, you know, Michael Bay on a Robert Rodriguez budget, where it's like he's very restrained. He got to make a lot with a little, like, reading the story about kind of like they didn't want to give him money for stuff. He had to fight for a lot of things. He said the script was trash. The last, the ending scene in the movie, he had to pay for it out of his own pocket. Yeah. It was rough out there. It's when just, the first movie. It's funny thinking about that, considering like, he could basically get a blank check from Netflix right now mm-hmm. and make whatever movie he want and how much money his Transformers movies cost. It's kind of like, y'all got to start somewhere. And it's kind of like, and I always say there's two Michael Bays. It's Michael Bay pre-Transformers and Michael Bay post-Transformers. Michael Bay, early Michael Bay was kind of like, you know, restrained, but still had the thing like, you know, action, top notch. Like, you know, people, you can like, it's, it's a small collection of people in his atmosphere. It's kind of like I can direct action, like James Cameron, John McTiernan, the Wachowskis, like John Woo. Like it's a very small list. 
as far as like stylist action, action, looking the way it's supposed to do. And his movies always look well. His always his movies always look pretty. You can normally follow his earlier stuff. You can normally follow what's going on, and the comedy always kind of like when he lets his stars be funny. It's great. When he try to do funny. When he try to add stuff, it's just let's just say his stuff does not age well <laughs> at all. Yeah, because I believe I read in this he let. Because he didn't like the script, he let Martin and Will just kind of improvise a lot. You can tell. Yeah. He's like, no, I wrote. I'm like, you can tell, listen, especially Martin Lawrence, like, no, I write those lines. Like, you're not going to write Martin Lawrence to be funny. Martin Lawrence is naturally, like, it's Will Smith can be funny by working at it. He has a charm. Martin Lawrence is a natural comedian, and it's a difference. Like, when you're just naturally funny, it's smooth. It's easy. It's not. You don't have to try hard to be funny at it. You want to work at it. And Martin in his wheelhouse is a lot better in this movie than Will is because Martin just gets to be himself, and Will has to be something that he that he wasn't comfortable with. Like Martin, Michael Bay type comps. I'm all you know. You're gonna be a sex symbol. You in shape? Take your shirt off. I don't yeah. know. I'll unbutton it. Be tough. Like Will was like. Oh, I don't know. Like it's funny thing about that now. Like. This movie, like it was for a long time, Will Smith was a heartthrob. Funny thing about that now, but like it was a heart, and it started from this movie. I think I read that too that he was uncomfortable. Early, you know, in a lot of early movies when they wanted to put him in that position too, as you know, uh, the sex symbol, the women looking at him, it's like he was always like, uh, I don't know, I Dan- guess. Daniel Craig was the same way. Casino Royale was like, they had my accident. I'm like, if you look decent, you in shape. It's the '90s, and it's. It's in shape where it's attainable. Like, not Schwarzenegger or not like Van, like, you ain't gonna look like Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> like, you're not gonna look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, you could, you're not gonna be as tall as, you're not gonna have the facial feature of Will Smith. You could get in the shape of Will Smith got in his bad boys if you was on, if you died of like three or four months and worked hard. So, it's kind of like, it's that balance where it's, attainable because some like and this is kind of like we have moved away from the big body action star and we moved more toward like the Nick Cage lean action star where it's like I'm defined like I, I could run down the street and not have a heart attack right that type of action star and yeah so he and it's funny like this started that and then Will Smith poof he was just you know everybody just atmosphere him martin him martin lawrence michael bay and yeah let's talk about the third will in this movie for a little bit before we get in the movie <laughs> tia leone <laughs> um her character sucks i'm sorry <laughs> why does a character suck she Okay, this husky voice woman <laughs> spends her entire movie just being annoying. She her friend just, just died. She is uh, traumatized. A horny ass aggravator. Doing that baloney, you got the true flesh. That baloney's got 30 names. You just ride the sheep, the hooves, the stomach line, and everything like that. Can I eat the pickle? You know, <laughs> okay, we're going to eat the pickles. Got salt. Maybe you shouldn't. Are you care about the d- 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 dope? What about my friend? 
Is he gonna be <laughs> half naked women coming in here? I was fine till Action Jackson did something, got in the way. <laughs> All she do is, is complaining. Oh, like the whole time she's complaining, and then she wanna, you know, test test Marcus Barnett, that who she thinks is Mike Lowry. Oh. And question. Okay. Since you like you like you have a affection for the character of Mike Lowry. I do not. You don't know why? Here's my question. You don't like Batman, why? so it makes sense. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. Why is he a cop? Yeah, action junkie. He says he's not. He is. I I've totally believed that now. At first, I was just, I'm thinking like you, like, oh no, he just really wanted to be a cop. No. He likes the the action, the the bullets going through his ass and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, like we, yeah, we, we got that. We've got that type of character before. Fast and Furious. Brian, Brian got that label on him. Tomorrow, you like the bullets because, mm-hmm. like, at a certain point, he dropped a minivan. Like, I missed a gunfight. Like, you rich? What are you like? Mike Lowry is rich. He drives a hundred thousand dollar car in the nineties. And he's he, a cop. <laughs> and he lets you know too. Hundred and five. I mean, he in the life he. He got escorts. He got like this man wearing silk shirts, living a nice spot, driving an expensive ass car. He been friends with Marcus. They've been friends their whole lives. And it's like, well, Marcus is coming to be a cop. Like, no. A rich black, a rich black man's gonna choose to be a cop in Miami. I I, I, I have more issues with him in how the um working women was treated like you know his friend it was like oh max is my friend you know boom 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 you know you can't even do this for me but when it came to julia you got some strange hooker in my house like what don't like she ain't no hooker it's like but the funny thing is he unless they got a problem with hookers no he don't yeah, it's just like, the way he's his friend is an escort. Escort, his, yeah. His masseuse is also an escort. <laughs> Yvette. Yes, so they they, they like, handle this very nicely. But when he just said hooker, it was like, oh shit, why did he come like that for her? White. <laughs> well, <laughs> but did he know she was white? No, he didn't know. He just knew her name was Julie. Julie. Yeah, true. <sighs> it's. No, I'm still just wrapping my head around like Mike Lowry being a cop. It makes no sense. Bruce Wayne being Batman does it make sense? I mean, in a in a warped way, it's not warped. That's what I'm saying. You can see why I do it. Okay, why? I just you know, was his daddy a cop? Is it because you know Marcus is a cop? That's my best friend. It's I know it's kind of like certain jobs you choose for a reason. You enjoy doing it. It's the only job available. You have, you know, something in you. But when money's involved, a lot of those jobs, you don't have a reason to choose. Like it's I use a perfect example because of my field. Rich people only choose to get in the medical field if their family did it. That's the reason why most healthcare providers either come from my parents did it or I was poor and I want to do it. You know, or like 
because most of us are foreigners. Most of us came from poor. That's why we got to spend so much in student loans. It's this whole thing like, you know, I'm rich and bored. I'm going to be a plastic surgeon. And my dad was, a, you know, my dad owned real estate. It normally don't work that way. Like, you're not going to choose that type of field. If you got money, you're not going to choose certain fields because you don't need to. Because the work is like, you're not going to feel like going through all that work. And money's not an issue because you already got money. And I feel the same way like Mike Lowry. Like, being rich, you can, it's the same thing like, you know, tank on cash. Sylvester's like, all that. And I'm, he a cop. This man, I'm, this man got $2,000 $2, suits on. And he just a detective just rolling down the street. Like, man, whatever. And I feel the same way kind of like Mike Lowry was kind of like, you know, trust fund. He want to prove something. And yeah, he might be right the whole action junkie thing. Because he love, he love yeah. shooting shit. And they made it. And it was, it's was it been a constant in the whole movie. Like, Martin got to the point where like, I got to get away from you in the second one. You are insane. <clears throat> and... We can't talk about this one without talking about the sequels. We won't delve too much into it. I was, yeah, like I said, Jeff picked this one, and of course he picked the worst one because. Um, I mean, you did. It's it's <laughs> funny where some people think Bad Boys is better than Bad Boys Two. I do not. I might know Bad Boys Two is longer and messier, but the stuff that's better is a lot better than the first one. Third one's the best. Uh, no the third question. one is the best movie. Um. But it couldn't exist without what happens in the first two. It's the best because it builds upon what you know about it. And like I said before, you watch these movies like Will Smith is the star, but Martin Lawrence is the heart. This movie, these movies do not work without Martin Lawrence. None of them, especially the third one, which is funny considering like their point of career. And I remember the jokes people made. When they saw the pictures leaking out yeah, was, for the third one, got a little weight on. They saw Martin. They saw Martin Lawrence in the sidecar, and without no context, and they was like, "What is this shit right here?" They was like, "This is gonna be trash." And I remember seeing the trailer and realized like Michael Bay was the director. I'm like, "This is like a a Michael Bay movie." Michael Bay didn't do like this trailer. I'm like, "I don't know. This like this is not hitting." And then a funny thing happened. The reviews start coming in, and they were good, like real good. You're like, oh. And then they kept coming in. And then I didn't see it the first week. I saw it like the second weekend. Because the first weekend came out, everybody was like, oh, this is good. I was like, oh. Okay. Like, surprisingly. Then I went to see it the second weekend. Had a hard time getting a ticket, too. Went to a sold-out thing. I'm like, yeah, they right. Like, this movie was like this movie was excellent. And it made you reevaluate. It was like, Instead of thinking it was a Michael Bay movie not done by Michael Bay, it's a bad thing. It's like they did a Michael Bay movie and took out all the bad stuff. Yeah, because it was more about it. Okay, without the action was good in the movie, but it was more about the heart, the story, more than anything. Because the second one, the mm-hmm. second one, you got more action of any. That's the one you got just batshit stuff going crazy. Oh, shit up. Yeah, oh, Cuba. <laughs> the third one was more like, nah, we got a yeah. story here, and we gonna tell it. One thing about Michael Bay is his stuff tends to age, his early stuff tends to age well because action movies didn't really do too much CGI back then. So when they blew up stuff, they blew up stuff. And he enjoyed blowing up stuff, sometimes with detriment. And before we go in the movie, I cannot talk about Michael Bay and Explosive without talking about Six Underground. 
I have tried. I tried rewatching the movie again. Did you finish it? And I can't. No, I can't get past the first part. It's just. It's um. What happened? I don't know what happened. Maybe he got lit. I don't know what happened. He is not the same. It's just too much. And, you know, it's a it's a Chris Jericho joke to be made, but I won't make it. So <laughs> it's I just, I just leave it that like it's just all six the bad un- stuff and none of the good stuff. Six Underground was basically like you said. Netflix giving him a blank check, and he was like. I'm a dog that just caught a car and I don't know what the fuck to do. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do whatever I'm thinking. I'm going to throw it at the wall. It's a lot of shit going on. I can't even remember. I can't even remember the storyline. for the damn thing. <laughs> All Man, I remember is that damn magnet. A bunch of people tend to be dead to solve crime because it's easier when everyone thinks you're dead. Even though it's like, yeah, I'm a billionaire. I'm a, I'm a fake my death, but still walk around without a mask. It's like, um, if Elon Musk faked his death today and then three weeks later, like showed up in like Indonesia, like I'm Batman with no mask, people don't know what he looked like. It's like a billionaire like Ryan Ryan Reynolds, and no one knows he looks. He looks oh, yeah, he died. Ain't him. Come on now. Like, no. <sighs> yeah, anyway, synopsis of Bad Boys. I'll let you do it since this was your movie. Oh, you gonna let me do the synopsis? Uh, Partners, uh, <laughs> Marcus Burnett and Mike Lowry. Ah, shit, I don't even know what to say. Are no man, you did a synopsis. I'm not good at synopsis. Terrible. Oh, you wasn't ready. I'm so never good at basically that. lifelong friends and Miami detective partners, Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett have to uncover a conspiracy when dope from one of their biggest cases is stolen. And they have 72 hours to get to the bottom of it with the help of a witness. Whoa. Hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. And I'm going to tell you something. Time doesn't mean shit. Because what you just said, 72 hours, all of a sudden went to, you got four days until the deal is done. Wait a minute. You just told me. They got got an extra day. (laughs) I'm just saying. Time is not a thing. It went from 72 hours to four days to four hours to two hours. Well, at least it's a time frame. This is happening within like the span of a few days. And it's funny, this movie wasn't, they did not want to spend money on this movie. I mean, I wonder if you had Wesley and Eddie, would they have spent the money? Probably so, right? Of course they would. Yeah. It's, I mean, if, okay, it's Michael Bay's first movie. And you got two TV stars that are hot on TV, but haven't done movies. And the most important thing that we can point out to, you have a movie starring two black people. An action comedy with two black people. You hadn't had that yet. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, both of their shows are what? One and two? As far as like, you know, in our, you know, black community, it's probably like one and two. Yeah, it's like people want to crap on Martin down to my high age. Like everybody watched Martin and everybody watched The Fresh Prince. And it's a reason Martin names comes comes first, because he was considered bigger. Like for people who don't who are unaware, around this time, Martin Lawrence was basically like the funniest man on the planet. Like he was the king of stand up comedy before that, and then he had his own show. Like this is before Chris Rock, 
and before Bernie Mac and before Chris Tucker. Like it was Martin Lawrence. So he's kind of like, you know, he ready to do something. Will was kind of like, you don't know yet. Like, yeah, he's on the, like, he's, you know, he had his rap career. He's known. Everybody watched The Fresh Prince, but it's kind of like, you know, the goofy guy from The Fresh Prince going to be action stars? Like, eh. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know because it's like yeah Will Smith was considered, was considered a goofball had he done a six degrees of separation before bad boys or was that after he probably had done it but it's like that's still kind of like that was like a small thing yeah yeah um so anyway so movie starts off and they out here and Martin is doing something that I have a rule because I have a car I feel the same way as Will Smith does oh no I knew it. Car. I knew it. I've said this just seemed like Shahid would act like this if somebody was eating his car. <laughs> Ain't no eating in my car. <laughs> Good None. lord, I do that shit. I do it. Yeah, go ahead. Cuts like that's. I always just I'm in people. I'm in cars with people just eating. I just look around like, what's wrong with you? Let me enjoy. Can't you this. wait? Let me enjoy this. I ain't getting none at home. Shit. Out here eating a was a Big Mac and a Porsche. You talking about with a cup holder? Talking about ain't no cup holder. It's a hundred thousand dollar car. It's limited. Like yeah, it's limited. And the goddamn cup holder. It's fucking. <laughs> the fries drop. The only thing he can say is, "Oh damn." <laughs> yeah, say, and this kind of like this is how friends riff on each other. Talking about it's just it's just a, you know, a dick with wheels on it. We just the balls dragging around. <laughs> And he dropped the fries, and we'll see that, and he just parks. Yeah, get that, get that fry. And only friends can talk to friends like this, because if y'all cordial and doing like this, y'all y'all fighting, y'all ain't right no more. Like <laughs> you've been friends long enough, it's kind of like yeah, you can crack jokes like this, and you can flame people because that's the type of vibe they have. And while all this is going on, they are being followed. And I had. I could tell I hadn't seen this movie in a long time because I forgot how I knew how the scene ended. I forgot how the scene began. So these two crooks is just following them and they had these women here as bait. Titty titty strut strut. Mm-hmm. So when they busy looking at it, there's women out there. Like one thing, Michael Bay likes his women to look like strippers. Anyone who is anyone who yeah. has been around my if you heard anything about Michael Bay, he has said that. Like Megan Fox came and said, like, yeah, when I was in Transformer, he said to make sure I had to gain like 10 to 15 pounds because he don't want his women looking skinny. Mm. Yeah, see, Michael Bay is a very he's like the basic man of directing. <laughs> I think we gotta we got hear some stories about homie uh a couple of years. Because you know what? If somebody asked me who he would vote for, I couldn't tell you. That's true too, because it's like he's real patriotic, but he seemed to hate government a lot. And Transformers tell you everything you need to know. But it's a funny thing where by the time you get to the fifth Transformers, he hate the military. He treat the, the military like enemies too. It's like they all trash, even the military. So yeah, it's kind of apple pie, guns, and titties <laughs> tend to be his ethos. Seems about right. So anyway, yeah, Tim Coates and Michael Telefero, a big black dude with a bald head. And this motherfucker looking around like he can't be seen. Like, you are 300-something pounds, bro. We see you. Like King Kong and RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> big ninjas. 
<laughs> so, like, so this woman out here walking, and it's established, and this is kind of like a slime bar. Mike Lowry's a hoe. Oh, he is a harlot. He is a whore. Nothing wrong <laughs> being a whore, but like, you know, Marcus worried about his fries, and he complained about he ain't getting none at home tomorrow. Oh, you married? That's what you need to sleep. You don't get none, and. Yeah, it can be like that sometimes. So he ain't he barely looking at the French fries. Mike see this woman out here leaning down, and all of a sudden it's a car jack. Kim Coates, get my out team. the car. We had a real good week. Get out the car. Mm-hmm. You picked a real damn a cop. Well, guess what? I'm a com- I'm a stand up comedian. And I suck. That's why I'm out here now. <laughs> and they out here ripping on each other. Like you see what's going on. We got dust in our face, and like get out the car. Like oh, Popeye, you know, 350 pounds. Yeah, three piece chicken eat motherfucker, huh? Martin <laughs> <laughs> just going off. It's his fat shaming this big man. The look, he about, you know, being big in Miami seemed like it's a it's a workout. Shout out to Rick Ross. So eventually this is full because they um I think what Mike Lowry like judo throws Kim Coates and Marcus gives him a little kick to the groin. Oh, they established Martin Lawrence got hands. Yeah. Oh, he throws a soda in his face and then kick him in the nuts. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he actually like studied boxing almost to like golden gloves level growing up. So yes, but so he has hands that has to pretend that he's clumsy. You know, you can kind of tell that scene once they go to the gym to see Max. And he like thought I kind of like shadow boxing. Cause like I, you can tell. I got I got I gotta pretend I don't know what I'm doing, even though I know what I'm doing. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. Cause normally your ego like, nah, I can do this. So they arrest him and then bad, you know, bad boys. Boom. And then get to the plot of the movie. Group of guys going to a place is nighttime, led by Fouché to catch Icaro, aka plot point. <sighs> you know what? Most villains aren't I just I just wasn't feeling him. Even when I first saw that, I, I was not feeling him as a like <laughs> another chemist, Elliot. <laughs> I knew that was coming, but yeah, I'm just not feeling this guy. It's because it's not it's nothing there to him. Like you barely know anything about him. Um, he's French. He's menacing. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all you know. Like it's nothing and. The sequels flesh out their villains better. Yeah, they no, spend more time he, with the villains. He's no Johnny like, Tapia. Man, he's definitely. Um, we want to get in the third one. Like, oh lord, <laughs> out here doing the voodoo in the um, prison laundry mat, making people eyes bleed. Yeah, she was like Alexa Bliss last night. <laughs> Good lord, have mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't say that for after this review is <laughs> over. So. So so they're in there, and it's like, oh, you know, we're good to go, guys. It's always a dirty cop decoy, right? Yes, you are. Blam! Eddie, what the fuck are you doing? Police. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. Something bad happened. A policeman has been shot. <laughs> Please help him. So basically, they shot this, you know, it's like a security guard, not a true policeman, as this point out later. Like, that's a damn slur. So it's the strike. So the police is investigating this and leave the precinct where they're going to just wide open because late at night. So basically, their whole thing is they break into the police station and steal a whole bunch of dope. 
And the action cues on this, like if you watch this, you can see kind of like the birth of the rock in this scene. Like the action is very clean. It's Chris, you know what's going on. It feel like beat the beast. Like, oh, I can see this scene. This remind like this scene reminds me of the rock. Like this scene right here. How yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I got you. you no, know, kind of like the genesis of like the rock on a lower budget. So mm-hmm. they here, steal the dope, blow the cameras, boom. So cut to next morning. Mike Lowry up in bed. And I'm like, how much money they making? Cause it seemed like they just living okay. You mean Marcus? Yes. Yeah. He seems but see, is it you we don't know because we don't know how much money Mike has. We just know he has a lot no, of it. Mike Rich. Yeah. We know how much money. So he's living how, different. If, if Mike driving a Porsche, Mike is rich. Got you. But what I'm saying is it's hard to know how much they're really making because Mike living the way that he's living because of his money outside of a check from the force. Yeah. And but, Marcus is kind of like, eh. but even this, like, you know, it, cause bad boys too, like they living a lot better. Even when he gets to three, totally I mean, better. Yeah. But I mean, you've been caught 20 years. So I guess, you, you know, you've been making six figures for quite a while then. But it's like, you know, Marcus living like, eh, it's okay. Like the bed's light looks decent. That room looks small though. That's the whole thing. Like the bedroom does not look like, you know, I'm married to Teresa Randall. It's the bedroom we living in with two kids. How many kids they got? Two? Three. Three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that seemed kind of tough. I wonder what she does. So anyways, waking up. She So their whole complaint is that, you know, he's not spending enough time at home because of the job and, you know, it's affecting their love life and everything and it's the usual stuff and they out here, you know, family stuff and it's, you can see Teresa Randall being married to Martin Lawrence. Yes. Like, they have that whole husband and wife chemistry if that makes sense there's a reason why they never switched her <laughs> like it's comfortable it's comfortable yeah. so and the kids comfortable they might you know i don't know i got any friend that show up in the crib with a key or just open up the door no problem uh no key but i've had people i'm like they coming over i'm like all right the door unlocked but yeah, if know. I know they're coming over, yeah. well, I guess he know they're coming over because they drive in the same car. So I guess if I was working with somebody like that, and we're riding around long enough, I guess, what does it always feel weird? Like you know, hey, what's up? Oh, hey, Uncle Mike. I'm coworkers. <laughs> yeah, but again, they've known each other forever, like since school. True. So it's different. Yeah, Uncle Mike out here. Don't be kissing me. I don't know where that lips been. <laughs> Damn. She hit that shit. Too. She said, "Oh." <laughs> You're out here with your damn uh, women in the night. Your escorts, high-priced escorts. Don't, yeah. don't be telling my kids them stories. I'm saving. No, I don't tell them those stories. I'm saving for your husband. Don't be telling him those stories either. Might give him some ideas. Man, I'm with my babies. Cut it out. So they get to the police station. They find out what's going on. And, boy, it is not cool. Because we forgot the other person that's in this movie. I, I apologize. Joey Pants himself. Man, look, man, they made me mad when they took him out in the third one, but I got it. I understood it. He is so much fun in these movies. Because <laughs> he, he just wanted to get the job done, man. They be fucking around too much. Mm-hmm. You see what's going on? You see in this room? He's got a whole bunch of blocks. Silver. Had an X on it. Looked like bricks. A stack this tall. This was our career bust. $100 million. Yeah, $100 million bust. It was like, you know. 
they got three days to find it. The DA's going to be in there. And yeah, so I take the $100 million, $100 million of dope just vanished. And look at inside job. Yeah, here's a roll. Because I know if that happened in my job, somebody, oh, somebody robbed the vault. We don't know how. Somebody getting fired. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, and just. Unless, unless you got a whole bunch of bodies lying around like that. Yeah, if, unless like people got shot or it's like, oh, yeah, the vault, they blew the doors off the vault. Yeah, and somebody getting fired. And, and just to let y'all know, working in the security field, that old man that was uh, got got with the needle, oh, he got fired. He absolutely got fired. Oh, he's fine. I don't care how he feels. I want to know what he saw. <laughs> so, so basically, they got three days because the the DA is going to be there. The FBI is going to be in there. And Internal Affairs is already there. Mm-hmm. Mark Helgenberger from Species and from CSI. She is already pissed. Mm-hmm. And and, they, and you could tell they they like they talk that kind of chemistry like they just need to have sex to get out the system. <laughs> yeah, because they definitely like uh, do we need to leave? Because uh, y'all like got some personal shit to talk about. Yeah, I know it's an inside job. Uh, I trust y'all cowboy asses anyway. So y'all got three days, you know, before the media comes out, and this is a shit show. So get it done, and that's the whole thing. They got to find out what's going on. So basically, they went through the vents. Because the vents are there to remove toxic fumes. They went to the vents, scooped it up. Ah, so that's where they got that's where they got the idea from Fast Five, at least the whole idea. We're gonna go to the vents and steal a hundred million dollars of cash. Nobody gonna notice. <laughs> Good Lord, that plan was dumb. No one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just re- I'm just thinking that that whole like yeah, Donald Trump need to stick to stealing VCRs because his plan was stupid. Look, man, he got it done. Don't worry about all he got. That. He got it done. That's right. So anyway, there's like, the other two partners coming in. Like, oh, why don't you tell your cousin? <laughs> your cousin bring the dope back. I would, but your mama just snorted it all. Like, what the fuck is happening right there? The type of jokes you make when you're real comfortable with people. This is before <laughs> human resources will knock this shit down. Yeah. You know, it take big kahunas to do this. What what is kahunas? Well, it took hey, me a month. Hey, hey! <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like this is serious. Like he y'all, y'all cracking the joke about Like we about to get fired. Exactly. Like, calm down. So their whole thing is to figure out who would know about all this dope. Who would know about the plan? So they're going to start investigating. So first, they run up on JoJo. <laughs> Joe no tires. I don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. No, I'm retired. I say no to drugs. <laughs> they they kind of already know he on some bullshit. Michael Imperioli. Mm-hmm. Joe knows you know, rubber. It's, it's funny where he's had a whole career outside of Sopranos that seemed like that didn't really matter. Hey, the checks, the checks go clear. The checks, the checks matter. Yeah, yeah but it's like he's been in a lot of stuff. But it's like never. It's like it's always stuff like this. I'm JoJo. I'm yeah, a little side characters and stuff like characters. that. So I'm Spider. I'm just shot. The foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know nothing about no nothing, Mike. You don't know nothing about JoJo. Nah, I'm retired from that. I, I don't do drugs. I know the drugs. So, and it's like it don't go anywhere with that. So. They don't get anything from JoJo. They investigate, you know, who had the plans for the room. He's dead. So it's the whole line, like, oh, breaking the house. Oh, you know, 
know, breaking, you know, don't worry, police officers. They got you got too much bass in your voice the whole line. We come to brawl some brown sugar. <laughs> yes, that and it's kind of like these are scenes let Martin be Martin. Cause not like a lot going to the scenes, but like let Martin crack jokes and let Will play off of that. And it's and it's just the whole thing of like, you know, Mark is not dealing with dead bodies well. At all. At all. So so the guy that sold him the plans died. So Fouché is like the Joker. <laughs> he don't like no loose ends. He don't like paying nobody. Right. Yeah, I guess Fouché. He's just I like you say we don't spend any time with him, so we don't really have an attachment to him. So yeah, I don't know, like so basically his whole thing is he's working with a bunch of ex cops, mm-hmm. and basically like he he recruited this guy Eddie Dominguez. They met somehow, told him about the plan, and yeah, it's like him and a bunch of ex cops robbing stuff like Lethal Weapon Three. Oh God! Not to mention when they were robbing it when they. <laughs> God. When they robbed the place, Eddie is just sweating and God, he won't dare. <laughs> he won't dare it just like right then and there. God, let me get this. We come to find yeah, because we will come to find out Eddie Dominguez, you know, he getting high off his own supplies. So we're trying to figure out who would have a whole bunch of dope and be able to move a quick way, who would party, and how, you know, I asked my friend Max. And what does Max do? She's an escort. How? Does <laughs> Mike Lowry care? Nope. Nope. You don't care. She's Show high price. Gym. She ain't no yeah. uh forty dollar. <laughs> forty dollar. Hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause price makes all the difference. All right. Get that money. <laughs> so anyway, they meet at the gym. They meet at the boxing gym. And she got feelings for Mike. Tell him, oh, you know what this? Maybe I will call you. He do too. Mike. Yeah, he do too. And they but Mike wanted busy get his hoe on. So, Marcus messed around. You can see. Oh, I wonder how many. This has never happened to me, but I've seen people like bench press stuff. They got no business bench pressing. Oh! <laughs> Nobody helped. They just, they just looked at him. On your nuts. <laughs> Nobody helped him. He was just there struggling by something. Like, Ain't nobody going to get up or nothing? Nope. He did. Hitting the ball, hitting the bag. What are you doing? I'm like, nah, I'm trying to get my shit in, get my energy in. So, He's trying to figure out that and Max is gonna go to this party. No, she get recruited to this party by her madam. And it's like, oh, such and such. They, you know, young guy, two thousand dollars. You just throw around like that. I did two thousand, four thousand. Good price for a night, you know. Oh, bring your friend Julie. She's you know, not a girl. working girl. It don't matter, you know. They ain't gonna get it up anyway. It's like, let me tell you something right now. Ain't no professional madam doing this. No, bring your no. bring your friend. It doesn't work, and I no, no, that's not no. Happening. No, that is real sloppy. It's like you do not mess up the business like that. Like recruit your friend to, you know, see if she want to vent and then send. Like you ain't just bring your friend around. Like no. she, she said, oh, she's cute. Bring her what? And uh, and being a friend, uh, maybe she felt like you know I'm living rent free. Okay. Yes, Jude, I forgot her job. An out of work photographer. So. Yeah. Broke. I'm just, oh, do you mind? Do you mind? I'm just staying. Oh, hold on. Do you mind if I'm just staying here? You know, I don't have a job. I feel like I'm, you know, a thousand things. Relax. You no, know, I'm sorry. 
Oh, who, who's his favorite for? Mike right. Lowry. Oh, the cop that I think you're secretly in love with. <laughs> why you got? Why you guys sounded like uh the Jim Carrey that, Jim Carrey character in Living Color? That Tilly only was smoking. Philly Blunt spot filmed this movie. Like, and I like her voice. That yes, yeah, she got some. She hitting the low notes. <laughs> so her whole thing is like, yeah, she's an, that's her best friend. She not working, and she just chilling. Oh, it's with, like, oh, I don't mind you being here. <laughs> Shit. You know why she don't mind? Because she can, you know, she can afford it. That's why she don't mind. Yeah, that's why. And he, yeah, you, can, you don't mind stuff, you can afford it. And it's like, yeah, it's somebody who can afford it. I'm still like, uh, you know. <laughs> your ass you, is what your you, own you personal space. That, you been checking that newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man, I just got here an hour ago. Nah, they've been there for long. Like, you don't mind me staying here. I've been here for a while. They ain't like she just rolled into town. <laughs> I'm talking about Joe as somebody coming in. You be saying that. I'm like, damn, brother, I just got here. How long are you going to be here? <laughs> I'm like, you just got here. <laughs> oh, shit. So, so basically, Eddie Dominguez he used to be a cop. He was crooked. <laughs> oh, we and know. He had a park. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Dude, this is Acapulco <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, real nice. That's the guy got there. <laughs> oh, Fouché, I know you're showing up. It's a secret part. I'm going to invite you. Oh, look like you started without me. <laughs> I was looking for my two keys to dope, and here it is. Yeah, he got a right to be pissed. Come on. Wait till we do the deal. You can do whatever you want. You still in the stuff we supposed to sell to have fun? Yeah. To have, yeah, to clearly have fun. He was all over Julie. She's I like, got nothing to work with this type of idiot. <laughs> like, with the, he is, he is. She's like, hey, Fouché was like, what, what's your name? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Max. Uh, you're very beautiful. Would you mind modeling for me? Hold on. First, she's like, oh, I, I enjoy a woman that takes care of herself. Yeah, I hate when bitches slide off. <laughs> like, Eddie, see, Fouché has his French charm and says, like, you know, I admire a woman who takes pride in her appearance. What is it that Dominguez says? Yeah, it's a shame these bitches be letting themselves go. Yikes. Yes. It's a one way to talk about a woman and a Twitter way to talk about a woman. Mm-hmm. And that's what Eddie Dominguez says. So meanwhile, Julie up in the bathroom, like, yeah, we need to be out here. This shit's shady. So, Max, you like a model? You model for me? What's the pillow for? I, I I guess it was for the sound, but clearly. It ain't for the sound because he takes it and shoots Eddie. To, that's why I first thought, like, okay, maybe he just want to muffle the bullet so he won't hear it. But then he shoots Eddie without it three seconds later. Ooh, and Eddie started doing the stanky leg. But first, you know, maybe I was like, to the, maybe I thought maybe we want to hide the gun from Julie so she don't see it when he's pulling it out, but she's turning. So she, she's, you know, spinning around. Oh, I will. Party for this crazy white man that seemed dangerous. And then boom, twice. Yeah, she let out that she, scream. <laughs> see the flowers everywhere. And then she Eddie leg. Don't you know who can stalk? Bitch in my family. <laughs> uh, it's, it's my family now, Eddie. Come on, guys. I got you inside. I got you inside. I did this. Like, you know, basically like, like you couldn't wait two days. You couldn't wait four days. Yeah, his nose couldn't wait. He needed it. 
And he is right. Like, see, if you can't trust your crew, you can't do shit. And if this crew can be patient, and it's $180 million involved. You can buy wait. You can buy whatever you want after the deal. Mm-hmm. It's like, see, you should have pissed them off. Come on, guys. We're friends. Uh, these two henchmen has, oh, they, they love going back and forth. See, you lost weight. You better catch his ass. You I'm gonna squeeze fuck. your fucking head. All right, come on and squeeze I your head. To, I swear to Christ, I would squeeze your fucking head. <laughs> oh, they was going back and forth. So I, thought, anyway. I thought for sure when I'm gonna say something crazy. Like, look at these two fucking eggplants. Like, because you know how they get down. <laughs> uh, that's, we say that for enemy of the state. Shit. Yes. So anyway, Julie sees all of this. They see you. Oh, somebody upstairs. So they're shooting. And Julie run around. And she's like, oh, oh, oh I'm going to do uh, jump. And she's Tia only is in shape. Oh, yeah. They like, they like showing her legs off. Like Michael Bay is one thing. He is not a feminist. So she's trying to figure out, am I jumping this pool or I'm going to stay here and die? So she's jumping the pool. She escaped. She fucking made it. I can't believe that shit. You see that? Why are you, why are you fucking shooting? Fat fuck. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so she escapes. She's on the run in the wind. They realize they got to do something with her. And remember, she was told about Mike Lowry. Oh, you know, Mike helped me out. And if anything will happen to me, Mike will be the only one I call. Yes, this woman who was playing Maxie was like reading her lines. And and, and she was like, like if anybody used to watch WWE and, and Tiffany with the ECW commissioner. Oh God! Yes, yeah, and uh, Julie's just like, oh, I think you're in love with him. Maybe, but <laughs> so see now you got her sound like Andre the Giant. Because <laughs> after you said a husky ass boy, <laughs> so they are investigating what's going on. They got they trying to figure out you know Eddie Dominguez's role. Once for first they get there, and it's like oh it's a shootout oh all these bulls oh, Al Capone sweet it's like oh recognize him Eddie Dominguez crooked cop blah 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 he left and it's like two sets of lipstick they go to dope let's find out and then Marcus sees Max first and then she got over there Mike partner <laughs> he was happy see, and then Mike seeing like you can see his face like all right I gotta be sad. And they pretend not to be so like you can see the it's like you can see the wheels and motion go on his face. Like it's he does a good job, but you can see the work involved doing our cover back up. Oh, you knew the girl? Like, yeah, yeah. So must be somebody else in the wind. We got to figure out what's going on. It's going look it looks bad because like you know, an ex cop was involved. Mm-hmm. Internal affairs I already thought was an inside job. Now this don't make it look any better. So yeah, and Mike and Mike, and Mike feel a certain ways. Like you know, I asked her to investigate, and boom, she do this favor, and she did. It's his fault. I mean, it's from Shay's fault from Shay shot her, but yeah, he probably feel like it's, it's his fault. So they gonna go investigate. You know what's happening because Fouché is like, all right, she's a hooker. That means she probably got somebody who sent her. So they take they take the madam out. She get a phone call. She out of there. Um, Mike shows up at the crib, 
Not on his ninja tip at all. <laughs> no, but the dude that was uh, in there was had on love, but had on the stockings and everything. Threw him out the door. He got a CTE. See, it ain't like I brushed it off. He had because he was out for the whole night, you know, twelve <laughs> hours later, as it should be. People be walking off. People get blown out of cars. Oh, it's just a flesh wound. I clearly saw it in Hard to Kill. Stevens go take a gunshot clearly in the chest and just keep going. Yeah, you're right. Go ahead. You called this getting shot. Brushing all. I, I had my tetanus shot. A bullet can't harm me. He real good for that shit. So he. So <laughs> Mike is gonna be out of the picture for a little bit. And one of the plot points is they're trying to figure out Eddie Dominguez's files. And the woman that's working there said, Oh, I have a hard time trying to get in there. They said they're going to send that. And she always got this look on her face like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, I got some shit going on, but I can't tell you. Yeah, yeah it's going, I'm going, you know, oh, yeah, we find out who, you know, who owed me my money, be all right. You know, it's you owe them. Oh, I'm just looking in there. I think I checked my. Mm-hmm. This is, it's hard. I'm sorry. Yeah, so she got this look like she is not subtle either. It's like they hitting you on the head like something's up. Yeah, she's talking about, oh, I'm working hard on it. And then yeah. the cut to her. She found her face like mm-hmm. You know, I didn't notice until rewatching it um this last couple of weeks, well this last couple of days, excuse me, that how many times they went back to her and they were putting it right there in your face like something up with her. And I was like, Oh shit, they went to her like three it's times. Twice. Oh, I thought it was no, three. Because the first time no, the first time she's doing it is no problem. She's just investigating. And then they ask her about it, and she's like, she's doing it, and her she made her face frown up. And then they do it again. And then by the end, by the time they get John Sally, then it's like, oh, <laughs> goddamn Fletcher. <laughs> so he so he's out. So they're on the phone call. So Julie, so they at the um the precinct, and Julie calls looking for Mike Lowry. Um, Captain such and such. I'll help you. Yeah, you can tell me where Mike Lowry is. Well, Mike Lowry here. You need to find Mike Lowry. I'm like, what are you, a, this paternity test? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. Boy, they trying to get that baby. How? <laughs> Money. They trying to get him. And it's like, how many? This seems like they the first time somebody has called. Yeah. When he said paternity test, okay, we know what time it is with Mike. No, it's a murder test, you idiot. Yeah, I'm a, if you don't tell me, I'm running. Like, all right, Mike, I see him out the way, huh? Uh, Mike, I, I, he's coming out the bathroom. Mike, come here, phone. And Martin looking around like, the fuck are you see Mike? <laughs> you be Mike. You be Mike. Captain, I, I can't. can't. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just be Mike. Just be a Mike. All right, it's Mike. Like, nah, you got to put more bass in your voice. He's trying to tell him how to be black. <laughs> You're like, shut the fuck up. You got me doing this bozo shit. This is Mike Lowry. Mike. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. I'm gonna be, so, yeah. So, he's going to pretend to be Mike Lowry. Like, you don't know me. I'm Julie. I'm Max's best friend. He said he didn't have to call you, so I need your help or anything like that. So, he got So, shenanigans go. He has to pretend to be Mike Lowry because Mike is out of commission. So, he shows up. Oh. You know, he shows up. Julie's spot. Shoulder bashes the door. Shows a badge. He walks in. And Mac, he, he hadn't she hadn't seen Mike, but she know how Max described him. Probably tall, smooth, handsome like that. Basically, not Martin Lawrence. Pretty much. So he's just close. He said, like, no, no way. <laughs> like he's Batman. 
<laughs> so we went from Andre the Giant to Batman. <laughs> oh. And try it was like this woman sees a black man at the door. Her first thing is swing a bat. Yeah. She's just like, you ain't you ain't Mike. You never met Mike. She described him a little like, I'm undercover. <laughs> <laughs> that line makes no sense, but it's just hilarious. And she just she is like, no, she's trying to beat the shit out of him with this bat. Tomorrow you go with your own. Good luck with that. Like, he ain't trying to handle all this so much. So she telling what's happened. She saw Max get shot and blah, blah, blah. They're trying to figure out how to handle it. Like, I'm taking police custody. It's like, it was a cop involved. So obviously that shit don't work. <laughs> so we got to so, hurry up and get your shit and let's go. I got to get the dog. I get my pills. You know, my, my <laughs> vegan tablets. Lukey Dookie. Come on. Whatever the fuck's today. Lukey Duke. <laughs> yeah. So they run up in there. So of course the bad guys either knew figure out where she lived, trying to gun them down. They running. You in that car? You fat fuck. You lose some goddamn weight. You get so the license get, plate. Get, yeah, I got the fucking license plate. Oh yeah, auto. Basically, like, it's funny when they have villains having you know charisma. Like everybody got the little henchmen. It's like yeah, they they probably been working together a long time because they even just joking around with each other. Like yeah. There's more mean spirit because they're the bad guy. Like, you got a station wagon? Is it a baby? It's a baby. It's, it's a baby shooting the back. <laughs> Look, lady. <laughs> this is undercover. All right, so you gotta take your, your protective custody. Now, I'm not I'm I'm not doing protective custody. <laughs> I, 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 okay, I'll do protective. It's gonna be in-house protective custody. It's gonna be your house. Uh, I, he's like, I can't take this white woman home. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you wanna go to Mike Lowry's house. Yeah, yeah, we could do Mike. that. Protect the custody. And he did not think this through at all. She's like, oh, because first it's like, oh, you don't know where your, you don't know where your light switches are in your house. I'm always changing shit. Oh shit! And he failed. And I'm like, and I had to think to myself, how many times has Martin been over to his friend's best friend's house? It's, not enough. Yeah, it seems strange. out because he just got shot. And it's like, oh, hey, hey, Mike, who's all the pictures? <laughs> yeah. Um, you can't pretend to be Mike Lowry when he got all pictures of himself up there. It's like, oh yeah, it's my partner. Oh, okay, y'all must be real close. I say that, you know, it's a picture like this because I thought that was like, you know, your lover. Uh, no, no, huh? no, that's just because you know he's all the times he saved my life. So I gotta okay, put a picture. I'm not wrong being gay. It's like, nah, no, I put down. <laughs> it's Mike, I put down. I, I push it in. I'm Mike Lowry. You didn't feel the dents <laughs> in the bed. All me, and yes, it's kind of like you got all these pictures of this dude in your house, and it ain't you. Of course, you're gonna think that. Which eventually she started seeing what's up, but she just keep fucking. She go along it with take, it. It take a while, but she she kind of by the time you know, um, well, she like Teresa Randall fuck. shows up. <laughs> by the time Teresa Randall shows up, she knows what's going on. Yeah, I mean, but she's it's like she kind of gets suspicious when she first meets the real Mike Lowry, but we'll get there. So anyway, they're there. So the whole thing is they're going to look through pictures. So they find out who was that, you know, shot Max. And meanwhile, he's going to have to pretend to be him. And Mark is going to have to and Mike have to pretend to be Marcus because it's like whole thing. I, I got to go to the crew. You know, I can't take her home. I can't be separated from the family. So they get. So finally, 
Mike shows up after his edge coffee break at the Royal Rumble a month later. <laughs> like, where you been and everything? Oh, I got a headache and blah, blah, blah. And I can't do this. And I'm just, you know, why are you shouting at me? Yeah. And they get, you sound like a yeah. nagging wife. You don't know what I I've been hit, through. I try to hit Mike. I had a power ranger on my ass. My wife won't let me in the bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you got your wet. You still like another one for perfume. You might as well leave that wet ring in your pocket. <laughs> this whole, it's this whole thing. Oh, you sleep on the couch. Oh, you gotta stay at a hotel. What? I got word. I gotta do that. Huh? Let's, like let's, that. let's 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 keep it off the air. <laughs> let's keep it. Off. Nah, y'all be letting that slide. Like, um, <laughs> let's keep it off. Uh, boy, listen, we'll I'm like, we'll see about that shit. No, we can keep that on the we'll, air. We'll we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. So I, we, we'll just say this. We'll be we, we will talk about it. We not we gonna have a discussion because I feel mad. Oh, they should be good stuff for off the air. Is that for Patreon? <laughs> like, no, that's for none of your business. So anyway, their whole thing is so they finding out more about Eddie Dominguez and blah blah blah. And this whole thing is like, oh, so where the witness at? Got your house. What? You got some strange hooker in my house? And Captain Howard like wait. You left a suspect by herself. You like got strange hook? Oh, strange hooker and her dog. They y'all here playing basketball? Oh, uh, well, we're trying to play basketball. Yeah, the captain is trying. I was making them all in before you came. Uh, like Philip C. Your Harbor, about to make it rain. <laughs> that man, when he hitting the backboard half the time, he hitting the distinction behind the backboard. It's like <laughs> shit. You gotta. You gotta work hard to be that bad at shooting jump shots. Like it take effort. Like it take effort to be good, and it takes effort to be that bad. So they busy arguing. He's like, "Hey, for three years Sinclair been trying to go my ass. I've been doing it, you know, been protecting you. Do it for me. Do what you do, but faster. Like you, 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 you be you. You be him, and you, you be him. Be her, but not around you. You, 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 you him." He's like, wait a minute. So I'm just supposed to be fucking homeless? Do I look like I give a shit? <laughs> Damn, Captain. I like, like that. Then quit. You don't like your job? Then quit. Oof. So he took the ball. Talking about, you know, he makes the shot. I want everybody want to be like Mike. Retired. You're gonna be retired like them too. If Martin had to get his one line, and I would have dunked it on your ass. <laughs> So he lies to his wife saying, I'll be in Cleveland training, ex- you know, training exercise. If, no, it was like, no, FBI. A subpoena. subpoena. Yeah, so some type of subpoena. Why can't Mike go? No, no, loose cannon. <laughs> so she already pissed. It's like, yeah, so that's the whole thing. So he's going to be staying at Mike's house and Mike going to be staying at Marcus house and being dad. And somehow this create problems because Julie likes stirring shit up. So meanwhile, Fouché is dealing with his own stuff. So there's a problem with the drugs, but with the moisture. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not the, the fucking chemist, it's, Elliot. Don't fuck up a timetable. Yeah, it's, it's the moisture's messed up the cut. Yeah, it's all fucked up. You shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> okay. I'm like. This nerdy ass dude. He shoved to say those two lines. You never see him again. Tell him I was taking longer, and you know it's gonna mess up the job. Like I don't care. I got my time. Tell him. You understand? You know, you know, his head button him. 
like a bully. Get him a get him a new lab. Pretty much. Stop being cheap. I don't, yeah, he don't know the the, 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 the moisture, the cutting edge. I look like a fucking chemist. I look like a nerd to you, idiot. You know who he sound like? He sounds like um, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme brother at um Lionheart before he died. Yo, he sounds just like him. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't been in Jean Claude Van Damme. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he has. And let's see some of the stuff I've. I know I've seen him. Let's see this movie I've seen him in. I saw him in Goldeneye. I remember him that. I definitely remember him in Kiss of the Dragon with Jet Li. Mm-hmm. And I remember him in the core. He was actually a good guy in that. The cheap. I call it the cheap version of Armageddon. <laughs> Instead of going to space, we going we going underneath the ground. Like so, it's just like I need a French villain. I get him. If I can't find Vincent Castle, yeah, that's true. Basically, like I don't got enough money for Vincent Castle, so I get Takeshi Caro. Why well, have the feeling that he was in like Deuce Bigelow? Deuce Bigelow? Why? I, I don't know. But I know he wasn't. But for some reason, I always got the feeling he was. It's been a while since I watched uh, Deuce. No, it's somebody else that's in that. It's not him. But for any, anyway, so they trying to cut the dope. They having issues with you know moisture anything like that. So yeah. So anyway, Julie mess around. Oh, looking through pictures and stuff. You know, you want some of this? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have this scene. So you can hear her husky ass voice that she he likes to talk about. No. No, thanks. I don't eat flesh. Say what? That's flesh that you're shoveling into your mouth. You know, that was like a living, breathing creature, you know, it probably had a name. It's just baloney. My baloney has a first name. Well, actually, your baloney has about 30 names, you know, because they take, like, odd parts from all different ones, you know, like the leftovers, like the hooves, you know, stomach lining, ears, stuff like that, you know, and they put it into this machine and, like, grind it all up, and then out comes, like, this sheet, you know, that's, like, what you're eating now. (sighs) Okay. Now imagine you have tried to have a nice sandwich and you hear that shit. <laughs> Vegan terrorism. I swear. That hot dog they used to come from the forearm of a pig to take the fingernails and all that. Like, and it tastes great. Get out of my face. Go, <laughs> go eat your cauliflower chicken nuggets and leave me alone. Let people enjoy their uh, swine in peace. Nah, I don't know about all that shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't either, but I, I'm i not going to sit there and tell nobody all the reasons why you, you know, I'm not doing that shit. I'm yeah, if they ask, I'd somebody, you know, but I don't volunteer. That's yeah. the whole thing. It's like, you know, I want this pickle. I don't know about the salt. She dipping some soda. <laughs> <laughs> now <that's>, why? <laughs> he was just being petty for her. I was like, no. no he got pissed off. I can't eat my bologna sandwich. I can't eat a pickle. Like, shit. Is that good? Crib. I don't even taste the salt. And then Yvette called. Oh, you know, I got hoes calling me all the time. 
She left a horny ass voicemail. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's what happened when you single. Cause um, if you ain't if you're not single, or if you they don't not show you single, they ain't leave them type of voicemails in your voicemail like that unless they want to be petty. Yeah. So Mike out here like street meat, like nobody worry about him. <laughs> so he eventually she eventually you know meets Marcus, aka Mike, and it's like oh, this seems more like the guy that. Max described, oh, you know, everything like that and everything going on. on. Oh, oh, you got a dog on the couch. Not the couch. He's pissed. He is yeah. fucking pissed. It must be real cool because I'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah, he's all oh, this. And going she all on. like, oh, he has an upset stomach. He's been throwing up and diarrhea. So basically, the dog has been fucking up Mike's house. Yes. And Mike is not happy. And he's looking around, seeing all this stuff going on. And who shows up? Yvette. Mike. Yeah. She starts sounding like Alicia Fox. Get out of my house. I'm Yvette. <laughs> I'm Yvette. Who are you? Me. <laughs> he's like, get, get out of here. I'm going to rest your ass. Like, what, what are you doing? Get out of my vet. It's going to be more half naked. You threw her out. Half naked? I don't know. Titty was out. Who's Yvette? Oh, I forgot Yvette coming. Oh, yeah. She's a masseuse. She massages shit. He's like, yeah, I know. I heard the voicemail. <laughs> so Mike is not liking this setup at all. And Mark is not appreciate Mike making jokes. Oh, you know, I don't know how you live here. Like, you know, take care of this. You got this zoo at home. <laughs> he called that man house a zoo. Why do you got to call my house a zoo? Is that my silk shirt? Yeah, it looked better on me. Okay. Ain't no way in the world they fit in the same shirt. But that shirt was super big on Martin, though. It should be. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's a few inches. It's a few inches height difference between Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, to put it mildly. They just both being petty now. Him with the comments and him with the shirt. Yeah, I'll be mad too. Come my house a zoo. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool. It's cool when you visit. He he ain't know how I was staying there. What's wrong, Papa PMS? No, I want to hear it. No, I ain't with the motherfucking joke. Hey, that right there, I know all too. <laughs> I know that too much. Motherfuckers come with you that day. They want to joke, and you just not in the mood. Uh huh. Today ain't one of them days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like man, I don't blame. Them. So eventually, they identify one of the people, and they know he like to hang out at Club Hell, and they leave you. Like they leave Julie there. Wait a minute. Am I, am I going? No. Am I going? No. Okay, I thought we were doing this together. Avengers Max Killer. <laughs> nah, you stay here. It's police business. She is so she, she looking like she, you know, that white women like, hey, I'm going I'm to get this white feminism off with a gun. She did see her best friend get shot, so yeah. she didn't get payback. So. They show up in the club. They arguing. Some, well, you know, you be focused. Get stay focused. Oh, we're out here arguing like schoolgirls, and you know, crime is going on. Let's go inside. That does not sound like something Will Smith would say. Will Smith ass is unfocused as soon as he hit the door. As no, soon I, as he hit the oh, door. That, oh, that scattered ass. <laughs> and I ain't see too many black women in there either. I was upset. They yeah. weren't the king of diamonds. <laughs> so well, there, club playing, hell. So, what do you expect? I get yeah, it. They out there playing the B side of Mortal Kombat soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and 
so he out. So so Mike's out there looking at thighs and heels. Marcus looking around at the bathroom. Hey, what's up? A couple of Budweiser go through me. <laughs> feel like I had a hundred of them. Corners eyes, somehow with the knife, pull up on the dude. And the other dude that was pissing next to him, pull a paper bag over his face. <laughs> that's, a, that's a horrible way to die. At least he had his wits about him to know to tear the paper. You know, tear the But they weren't trying to kill him yet. They were trying to, like, you know, where's the girl? They were they trying to figure out where the girl was first. Because they didn't want to kill him. They just would have shot him or stabbed him. But they Needless want, to say, thing, he fucked them up. Yes, eventually, because they were aiming to incapacitate. He was not. And he had more leeway. And yes, after me, after he get thrown through a fish tank, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, oh shit! <laughs> yeah. And dude got the guns. Like if I take the safety, learn to use the safety, bitch, I'll be back. So he leave him out there, be back. So Julie shows up, and she they already know already know the cops there, and then. Julie shows up, about to shoot dude from like a hundred feet away. So was it was it Mike or Marcus that stopped her? Ah, uh, I think it was Mike. Mm-hmm. So they run away. Like, why? How are you running? Your cops? They're right <laughs> there. Why are you running away from them? I had a clean shot. So actually, Jackson did something. <laughs> I didn't even notice that shit until you told me about it. I was like, oh, I have, shit. I've always noticed it, and I know, and it comes up again. I'm like, yeah, white people wrote this shit. <laughs> Who like this whole Jackson thing. Jackson. I, yeah, I was like, what they got both in common? They black. For at least Action Jackson's, you know, it came on the '80s, this the '90s, but it shows that Action, they, you know, she saw Action Jackson. So, yeah. Action Jackson was a thing in this movie universe. That's good. We, we missed out on the sequel. Yeah. So, they ride around talking about all this thing. You saw the ice cream truck. What's that smell? So, they stole the ether truck that they rolled up in there because the dude smoking cigarettes. It's ether. It's a bomb, you idiot. So, she out here cussing him out. Can you please allow me? You know what? You got an ether truck. You got a slow truck. Why are we running away from the police? They're right there. So. Why they you got stop changing her voice? Then she said like Buffalo Bill. <laughs> he puts the ether the skin against the hose again. <laughs> let me leave her. Let me leave old Marlboro alone. So, so they run out of rolls. So their whole plan is I'm gonna roll these barrels of ether and use them as bombs. You Even got- though Captain Howard's like, look. Being um, quiet. We need, we need witnesses. We need quiet. Stop killing witnesses. And this goes as well as you think it goes. I'm going to throw these barrels of ether, cause a crash, and then two more barrels roll and a car that's on fire. So, boom. With they die. Martin screaming hysterically, We're running out of road. <laughs> Run out of road, Mike. Oh, I'm out of road. Ah, Gina. Basically. <laughs> you watch the episode of Martin. <laughs> you better figure something fast. Yeah, it's like hit the brakes, dummy. That's what's going to do. Like you're not going to drive off the bridge. This ain't the Matrix. Mike, yeah, he was real hysterical about that too. So bro was ended. So his explosions, like, see, that's the last. You know, that's our witness. You never get to the dope. And she was like, the the dope. Dope. The, the, what about Max's what killer? About, no. What about find out the clues to who killed Max? What about that? 
And meanwhile, helicopters recording all this while they arguing with each other. And that will come in that, that morning come up later. That morning, I think. Or that afternoon. Yeah. That morning, the next morning, because yeah. it's well, I'm in Cleveland. It's like, Mommy, I thought you said daddy was in Cleveland. Why is it in the news? Mm-hmm. So they busy on state, you know, they're busy doing a stakeout. Let me get a peek. <laughs> hey man, she deserves a peek. No, before they had nighttime, I thought a stakeout would be no, they get to the crib first. Oh, and, yeah, they go back home. Okay. Yeah, they go back home. It's like, oh, you know, golly down. Make yourself at home. It's your bed. <laughs> she throwing the ass just to see. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, there's something about the steel and, and the, the adrenaline's got to be wired. And, you know, it's making you feel funny. <laughs> you mean like, like jokes? You want me to turn comic you? No, no, I mean, and look funny. And you're like, oh, I know oh, that look. Oh, yeah, I know. You, you don't want that. I know you. You don't want me to bring the thunder. Well, I come. I come with the thunder. Oh, Mike, you sound like you saved yourself from marriage. <laughs> I'm Mike Lowry. I'm King Dingling. Remember? You don't want nothing like this. She like laugh like, mm-hmm. yeah. She kind of knows something up. Yeah, she. I think she knows, but she can't confirm it. So she just fucking with him now, just to uh, see. Yeah. Oh, tell me about Marcus' wife. You know, because you see Marcus, he seems so smooth and calm and everything. Must be a great woman like that. I bet she <laughs> enjoying that smoothness right now. And boy, this sets Marcus off <laughs> for no reason. Why would he think? You know. His homeboy would be doing that. It's it's the he had. Remember now, he, we established that he hasn't gotten any in a while. It yeah. seems. But so, come on. But come so on. his mind is like he's already upset. He's not with his family. Yeah. He just had a moment. He like and she just egged him on. That's all. I understand. And I've seen Double Impact. And I remember <laughs> Van Damme about his brother and getting mad because he's. But the difference is, he didn't like his brother. He didn't know his brother. So he's probably thinking, oh, that pretty boy would probably do that. She seemed like she liked Mr. Black silk underwear, so she would do that shit. But, you know, a little Henny, you could think her being, you know, out of pocket. They know each other. They childhood friends. As my, as Mike brings it up later on. So he calls it. So he goes into the yearbook. And of course, the movie trip all the time. Oh, stop, stop messing around. <laughs> Mike, put it in. Don't take it out. Marcus would kill us if you saw if you saw you know I showed it to you. And they just looking at a yearbook. But all Marcus is just here. Put it in. Don't take it out. <laughs> oh Marcus is gonna kill us. Like, all the like, oh he's he's my wife, my queen. <laughs> so they show up at the crib, handcuffed to the steering wheel. <laughs> Meanwhile, more henchmen are there. Keeping an eye out about the crib. But earlier, Mike had made a call talking about, you know, this car had showed up earlier. Check it out. So I guess they weren't really subtle with it. So Marcus thinking he's a ninja. Climbs and falls. And somehow shit. doesn't die. Fall in a bunch of trash cans. Mike shows up. Oh, what's this noise? And they and they squaring up. Oh, y'all we mess with Teresa. <laughs> mess with my baby. Like, what the fuck? Ah, they fighting in the pool. Talking about police out here. Mike realizes Marcus is like, what are you talking about? So it's like, oh, you mess with my baby. Like, <laughs> we 
we've known each other our whole lives. Why would you even think I would do that? <laughs> no man, I'm, yo, I had no. I'm sorry. Keep calling me that crack. Just keep calling me. Cause, like, he like Pookie in New Jack City. And to the point where when Teresa comes out, he drowning Marcus so he don't say anything out of the kiddie pool. Get the fuck out of here, man. Sorry, man. My bad. Meanwhile, the two guys, oh, they're going to kill each other. You can do it right now. I got to wait for the girl first. It's like, oh, look at this. Hey, don't mess with police family. So the his, that Latin partners that they joke around with arrest them, so they out the game. So that's all. Go back, go back to your crib. Don't say nothing. The next morning is when when they find out that Marcus is not in Cleveland because that's when it's on the news. Mm-hmm. Mom, that- <laughs> tell her. Mm-hmm. So that's when they showing up at the crib, and it's like you know. That's when they do. That's when they had the stakeout at night. I was going on. They stay in there. I thought stakeout would be more stuff would go on. And they just did cracking jokes all night. And then they wake up in the morning like, oh, let me. They follow them. Let me see. Oh man, let her get a pee. No, no. Oh yeah, nothing happened. Somebody <laughs> tapping our ass. Something happened. And what happened? Her clumsy ass. Oh, let me get a good view. Because meanwhile, Fouché is just looking. It's like follow them. Don't do anything. Tell us what's going on. Like, <laughs> you know, that's rare. Like somebody you watching the person, they watching you. Yeah, you don't get that too often. In the he, just, he just saw that. I forgot. I forgot. Wonder how he found out where they was. Her clumsy ass was just looking like it's like. Oh, let me pop up real fast. Show a little fire. Nobody looking. So they go back to the crib, and eventually, oh, we got to talk about um, Mr. Doorman. Chat. Uh, I stored him earlier. Oh, they got a little baby factory going on over there. Because first it's like, oh, bring the girl. How's your wife? It's not like that. Uh huh. Sure, it's not. It's all right. Well, the kids. So you probably gave him a 20. And then he gave him another 20. It was like, listen. I'll bring you in for extorting. (laughs) All right. And then he comes back down after that. It's like, oh, you want one of those guys? Then he got to look, man. She's a witness. Then he all like, oh, you know, look, I can do something. I can help. I was, gonna, I was trying for police. It didn't work out. Hmm, why didn't work out? Yeah. He full of Never shit. Never asked other questions. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that's, they are established that. And, oh, we missed, we, we skipped a scene. One day in the convenience store. Oh, shit. After the uh, Club Hell incident. Mm-hmm. I need some shampoo. Oh, look at this animal test. I don't care if you go bald. Grab some shit. <laughs> Just grab some shampoo. Shit. And y'all talking about, you know, we're going to do this. And the Middle Eastern guy getting nervous because they see confident black men and they talking some violent stuff. And then all of a sudden, they see the gun. Freeze, mother bitch. The badges. I got 50 badges like this. Like you know, it's the stereotypical Middle Eastern comedy that I blow you. Then I blow you. <laughs> blow me, hey man! I don't know what the fuck you talking about. So she's still talking. Tell let's get out of here. Then they find pull the guns out. Like no, you freeze, bitch. Let me get some bubble yum. Get some skittles. Skittles. And this was all ad lib. And one thing is, 
Michael Bay loves his ethnic humor. And I'm glad we have moved past these type of jokes in 2021 mm-hmm. or 2020. Because it's kind of like, yeah, it's people say, oh, well, no, but no, it was annoying then. It was just kind of accepted because people who complain about you didn't hear them. You can hear them now. And it's like, ugh. so anyway, that happens. So Teresa shows up. Oh, I'm here for um my husband. The tall one or the short one? Oh, okay, short one. Like, uh-huh. That's when she put two and two together. So she was like, see up there. Oh, so you with that freaky stuff here. Oh, Mike? Oh, oh, oh. You know, I saw news. You know, that's slanted. You know, they be slanting that shit. Nah, the jig, the jig's all up. So she like, you can keep the ring. That she's like, she went straight to divorce. You can keep the ring. You can stay here as you and Mike and this woman, whatever orgy stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, she went to one thousand, but rightfully so, because I mean, the way looking at her from her perspective, he lied about where he at, and he there with some white woman he don't know about, and Mike there covering. That's all she see. All she see. And Julie's like, I don't know which one Mike Marcus, whatever y'all line. I'll take my chance on my own. And she make a good point. If his wife can find us, anybody can find us. Which is true. Yeah, it is true. And she right, because who showed up there? Fouché. Showed up there smiling. And she know that face, because Mike doesn't realize what's going on. And then Mike sees her look, and then sees Fouché, and they pull the gun out, get down, and then Marcus Marcus saves his woman. And also, it went from, I want divorce. Be safe. I love you, baby. Woman, that's how you roll. <laughs> oh, women. Women. They got your back. They got your back. Yeah, I was just playing about that dumb shit. You know I love you, dummy. So they having a shootout. And this is the one thing I always got to know about this chase. Fall down, Julie. Make them drag you. Pretty much. Give people more time to get to you. Yeah, she like, no, I'm gonna run as fast as I can. She won't mess up them legs. You saw how you saw how they kept on putting the camera on her legs, so that's because Michael Bay's a pervert. With that too. Yes. And this is when Will Smith's on take so he, Michael Bay wanted him to take his entire show like, no, nah, I'm 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 modest. I just have no button. Which is hilarious to think about. So anyway, they run it through like a um, model shoot, running through the street, and eventually Marcus shows up. Almost get hit by a car till Mike saves him. I don't even know how. Yeah, so they know what the dope is, but Julie's kidnapped. And Can we say Michael what's, what's Bay? This? Michael Bay loved his slow motion, doesn't he? Yeah, because it's cool when it's done right. It's when it's overdone. Is when it's oh, I think it, he perfectly did it right in this, in this film mm-hmm. specifically. Yes. You see him running. You see Will Smith moving. It's like that's when women's like, "Oh, First Prince kind of handsome." It's like, yes. And First Prince stayed handsome up until when? I don't know. You ask some women, he still is handsome. It's different now because he's he's, he's older. older but you he's, get what I'm saying? He he looks his age. Yeah. He looks yeah. So I want to say when he had his kids. I guess that's fair. When his kids grew up, 
And it's like, oh, now Will Smith. I don't know. Because he went through this whole Will Smith's a weirdo phase. <laughs> the same thing Tom Cruise went through, but just a little low key. It's like, I don't know this him and Jada be doing some shit. I don't know about them. You know, black people, we're not as open minded when it comes to that type of stuff. And you heard, you heard, we, we all know the rumors. We won't go into it because that's none of our business unless it's in the red room. Yeah, no, say, say, say those combos for the club. Yeah. Huh? Uh, we might we might call the show entanglement. You never know. So <laughs> so anyway, Shade lets him know it's like you know, and for I have your woman, it's a lot of, and for hours it'd be a deal, and I would make my deal. I just put a bullet in the chemist, try to fuck with my timeline. I just wanted you to know. So he's like son of a bitch. He just killed one of his employees. <laughs> For some reason, that line always always <laughs> makes me laugh. He just killed one of his employees. It's wrong like, he Eli, like he Elon Musk. <laughs> he killed the horn but messed up the Tesla line in Redwood. <laughs> so anyway, and to make it worse, internal affairs is like, because of this shootout, I got enough time to reassign you and shut you down. Because she's been trying to like get in his ass the whole movie. He's like, now you're going to be reassigned for the end of the day. He's like, so Captain Howard like, look, you know, kill the girl anyway. You got let that happen. He said it's gonna be four hours. You got two. Do do what you do, but faster. Uh, and why they gotta go faster? Cause old girl, oh, I can't break in the, I can't break in the stuff. You know, it's just kind of hard. I can't get the records. <laughs> so they recruit John Sally, Fletcher. <laughs> why would hit bar with beefing? <laughs> yeah, about, you know, I, yeah about, I thought this would be quick. Look, if this was easy, you do it. You the cops so are so like, stupid. You know, I, that's illegal anyway. I went to jail because I like this. This is why you told me get me out, and then he tried to tell me rush up, and he yes, John Sally's a tall man. <laughs> but if you don't sit your tall, linky ass down, <laughs> John Sally head, but he had he drop kick Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Why don't be dead? John saw like six, what, like six ten, six eleven. If that this might be seven feet, that man is large. So they, they put these thick ass glasses on him. <laughs> so anyway, that happens, and they realize why old girl was taking her time because they breaking Eddie Dominguez's record. She got a, and he has a girlfriend. Do you see? Was the Frenchman? They took pictures and they said if I wouldn't help, they took this school board. What type of picture? What in the world? They about to leak IG, they about to leak Snapchat pics. <laughs> this whole story seems skeevy. <laughs> yeah, we got some, we took some pull. Like, they know, okay. I got questions. Wait, was she snorting cocaine with him and they took a picture and she gave a thumbs up what she was doing in or something? I'm, they don't say what type of picture. They say it took horrible pictures. I'm like, yo, my ex-boyfriend and this French dude. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been like an orgy. It could have been, yeah, it could have been something. I, I get they it. send it to my, my kids. Oh, okay, so what, your kids got transferred to a different school? Like, alright. Instead, you breaking the law. So I help anything, anything Mike I do it for you. So they call the phone. Is this Romeo? No, I ain't Romeo. In fact, you like that shit. I don't tell Romeo. <laughs> Is this Romeo? 
So they just make that call to track the phone. So their whole plan is they're going to find out where Julie is and save the day. And Julia's handcuffed again. And she's like, this is a, well, this day sucks. This is a horrible ass day. Yeah, she ain't, she ain't got no sass now. Cause these dudes like, oh, you're so beautiful. This, you know, I just want to lick you. Hey, wow. These, these are, these, uh, I just, you know, I would be surprised about how perverted men are if I haven't seen the comment section of women. All you got to do is go up, find a beautiful woman online and look at the comments underneath when they post a picture. It's like, yeah, these people might be dentists for all we know. Like he might be working somewhere that he makes sandwiches at Subway and then you go home like, yeah, I just want to lick the sweat off your toes. Like, why are you saying that Billy 6.5? <laughs> it's disgusting. <clears throat> so their whole plan is they're going to steal a garbage truck and break through. That's it. S- 65 is the whole half the time my plans always work shit. No, 65% of the time I work every time. And meanwhile, from Shay is selling the dope to some unnamed drug lord. He has a nice car, a nice plane. So $180 million plus 20 in cash. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. So it's a that's why I'm even more mad at Eddie. You couldn't wait four days. <laughs> that you saw how he was sweating in your nose, man. He needed it bad. Mm-hmm. So money spending accounts, things like that. And Julia's here watching all this, trying to get the key because she stole the key. Make sure she want to keep getting locked to the stairwell. Oh, you got scratch. I scratch any part of you. Could've so been. scratch this. I scratch any part of you like you blue eyed bitch. <laughs> I don't know why that line is stand out. I'm like, are you horny? Are you angry? What the fuck is happening right now? Did you graduate school? (laughs) (laughs) But you you understand, like you you're you are you are aggressively horny, but they're also just angry, bitch. What? (laughs) Not just bitch, a blue eyed one. That's how men are on Twitter. Oh, you know. Fuck. But I I drink your bathroom. I don't like that. Well, fuck you and your ancestors. Good Lord. Boy, yes. Men cannot handle rejection well. At all. I scratch any part. Oh, that line didn't work. That was my hottest line. That was my best one. <laughs> you bitch. What? So they find the cojones, they break through, and then all of a sudden Fouché is like, oh. Fouché is a setup. So it went from thanks for doing business and give me this money, time I shoot you. <laughs> so dudes out the paint, the bad boys show up, gunfight ensues. This is all my all Michael Bay's pocket. One dude try to get on the plane and shoot Martin Lawrence. And that's when you get the line they to either you've got your boarding pass, blows up the plane with the money. Fouché is running, sees Julie. Where the fuck did he think he was going? somewhere else mm. leave so he sees julie about to shoot julie Cause, oh we forget julie swears she keanu reeves so because she takes the car jumps out the moving car to blow up a truck yeah she had to get her action scene in too uh, i got this i got this mic <laughs> 
oh, I'm rolling on the glass. Like, great. so, yeah, so she almost gets shot. So somehow Martin Lawrence acts like he Tyreek Hill. Somehow dives, saves her, gets shot in the leg. Ah. Might get shot in the chest. And they both pissed. So they chase so Fouché's escaping. They're like, oh, I was okay till, and this is the line like, this is truly racist. Yeah, I'm okay till Jim Brown came and did something. Jim Brown. I mean, she's hitting all the black um, stars. Jim Brown. This is okay. the 90s. Okay. You know, when you. When you when you put it that way, you may be right about the racism thing. Because how do you she pick Jim Brown? Live when Jim Brown was playing. <laughs> you might be right. I ain't gonna hold you on that. You might be right. This is a line that an old white man wrote. It's Why absolutely it? something Clint Eastwood would have said in Grand Torino. Because I'm like, not Bo Jackson's contemporary. Yeah. Why would you go all the way to Jim Brown? Jim Brown, I like, yeah, that's why I'm like, and yeah, I'm a liberal racist. Please stop arguing with him and drive the car. <laughs> he shot me, he shot me, kidnapped me, he tried to shoot my kids, he got to go down. So he's driving, he's like, and the whole joke was, you know, Marcus drives slow, and he ain't driving slow this way, and it's like, I never understood this part. Whoever, like, if whoever get to get first, what they go teleport? <laughs> like, it's, it's over. Like, it ain't a race. <laughs> like, just follow him. Pretty and much. It's like, no, get there first. You drive. That's how you drive. You gotta do the car going. He drive. Uh, he make he make it through. Fouché does instead of hitting the brakes or going behind him, he runs to a wall. Which is, I never get that part. And get, it gets out like he the Flash. Yeah, that's how you drive. So he out here trying to run. Like, <laughs> where are you going? I'm, I was like, where are you running to? They thought he was Barry Allen. He was getting the fuck up out of there. Uh huh. So he gets shot in the leg, and they get him. It's like, oh, shit, I bet when you woke up this morning, you wouldn't realize you had a, a damn hole in your leg, huh? <laughs> you fucking chicken shit. You could kill me, could you? Do it. Do it, you know, get all that. Like, nah, I say I was done. I was done. That sniper shit, you know, 30 feet away, that's that's easy. I want to get you straight up. You know, because, yeah, action star Mike is like, nah, the cops do it. Don't go out this way. He ain't worth it, anything like that. So they're going to let him go to Fouché's. Like, well, if I go, I'm taking some out with me, pull out the little hammer. Mike see it. Light him up. <laughs> <laughs> like Fouché was black. Uh, at least he had a gun. It'd be funny because like a pack of cigarettes. I had a pack so. of Skittles. I thought you liked them. Mm-hmm. So he lit him up. He's out of here. And everybody's, you know, chasing soft. And he's like, I love you. And it's a backstory behind this. Will Smith didn't want to say, I love you back to Martin for some reason. And they kept arguing with Michael Bay the whole time. And then Michael Bay is like, fuck it, do whatever you want to do. I don't care. And then he says it then. <laughs> what? Yes. Huh. It was a whole argument where he did not want to say it. Uh, but they end up, okay, whatever. He I, ends up saying it by the time, by the time Michael Bay is like, you know what, the hell with it. Do what you want to do. 
I hope they didn't have this argument in the third one because that's all they be. I love you, man. I love you too. Like, because this is before it's like you know, six degrees of separation. They when it's will be like a scene, he kissing a man, they got a body double or something, or they you know, they showed it because they want to do it. I don't know. Will might have thought like that, you know, and you're all from Philly, yeah. Right? Philly, I know, like that. He took a little heat for that. Uh, well, you know how the people are, so yeah, I can I could see it to a certain point, but yeah, mm-hmm. we were in different times, yeah, so. Anyway, it's like, oh, oh, Julie, you crazy. You just that, you know, you just danger. But you you down. So so what's next? Yeah, I'm going home. I, I'm going home. Y'all, here you go. You want Mike Lowry? You got Mike Lowry handcuffed the two of them together and bounce. He go home. <laughs> the movie ends. <laughs> and I'm if I had to guess, yes, Mike Lowry beat them cheeks. Mm, multiple times. Yeah, yeah, because we See Max, Max would have wanted it this way. <laughs> I don't think she would have, but okay, if you say so. Uh, this movie made like they took nineteen million to make the movie. They made like over a hundred, hundred and sixteen, forty, hundred forty-one million, forty-one. Uh, yeah, so you so know we got to see. It made it made them stars, and yeah, after let me see. So after this, his next movie was The Rock. Oh boy! Mr. Picture. So he did The Rock, Armageddon, and Pearl Harbor. Woo! Uh, Michael Bay uh, had a nice little three peat, four peat there. Then, yeah, then he did Bad Boys too. Yeah, we did a sequel eight years later, and by this time, it's like they both big. Like Will Smith is Will Smith. Yeah, and Martin is still Martin. And Martin is still Martin. This is like right before Martin's downturn. So and Bad Boys Two is very divisive. People either love it or hate it. We will do that one day. Yeah, one day um, we'll get to it. Yes, when we find a time, and we will definitely do Bad Boys for Life. Oh, absolutely. We we're gonna do them all. So it's no so yeah. So Michael Bay had a run, and then he did Transformers, and then that's all he did for the most part, besides Pain and Gain and Thirteen Hours, which I've never seen. What's 13 hours? Remind me. The the Benghazi one with your boy from the office. I never seen it either. How did John Krasinski like, you know what? I'm gonna become an action star. I'm gonna grow out a beard. I'm gonna look a real man. I don't know, cause boy, yeah. It's like it's funny, like if I hadn't really seen the office, so I've seen all his other stuff. I'm like, wait, that's the same dude? Mm-hmm. Man, so you're trying to get it in, trying to trying to get that get that Marvel check as we speak right now. He got, he got it in. He's doing that. He Jack Ryan's like, oh, he manned up. So yes, he did that. Uh painting games and what we may do, because I I love painting games. Oh, I just for the rock alone. <laughs> His performance. Jesus Christ has blessed me with the strength <laughs> to fuck people up. Yes. People for people who don't think the rock can act, watch painting game. That's what I tell people all the time. Like yeah. the rock can act. I go to ballers. I say just watch ballers if you want to see uh a lot ball, of it's it, like it's just like all the while like rocks and like he got he was mad. <laughs> <laughs> like he was pissed at the NCAA racism. Oh man, that that season right there when he started spitting that nah I'm black and y'all motherfuckers act like y'all don't see that I'm black. Uh, I loved it. All people you know the rock ain't black, blah blah blah. So yes, that is bad boys. 
And like I said, it's a movie that's more important than good, but it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie, but as far as like the third one is the best one out the uh, trilogy. And looking, we may get a fourth one uh, if things work out. It probably, it probably will. Um, I mean, this whole pandemic—they was already talking about the fourth one. Pandemic thing kind of slows stuff down, but I mean, to put in perspective, the third one made the most money of any movie uh, twenty twenty, right? <laughs> Hilarious to think so. Like let's let's pull up, you know, just how people don't understand how successful the, this one was. The, the third one, budget was ninety million. Guess how much it made? Mm, Two forty. Four twenty-five. Shit. R-rated. Four twenty-six point five worldwide. Wow. Biggest January release of all time. And it came out perfect time. It made his money and then COVID hit. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, shit. They so were like, we got it. It came out perfect. Like that inside the hedgehog came out the right time. Got his money and bounced. So, but no. I, yeah. So, <sighs> next week, I changed my mind. Uh oh. I, I, and I was going to ask you that because I remember the movie that you were going to do. Yeah, originally we were going to do Blood and Bone with Michael Jai White. But it was like, one, it's kind of difficult finding that movie. Like, it's, I've seen it, but it's not on Netflix. I don't know which streaming service it's on. It used to be on YouTube. I got a copy, but I was like, we can do that whenever. That was more kind of like, it's fun. It's Michael Jai White. I'm the man from town avenging something. And it's more a fun movie based on the people that's in the movie. And it's like maybe 70, 80 minutes. Not even that long. But nah, that's... Black History Month deserves something better. Uh Uh-oh. So, yes. So, we are doing next week a movie we have both seen and talked about that fits Black History while fitting our show. We're doing Undercover Brother. Oh shit! That that's what's up. Okay, I yes. I didn't think you would do that movie. What's that? I didn't think you would do that movie. Why not? I don't know. I just didn't think we would ever, we would ever do that movie. I love that movie. Oh, uh, me too. I went to the theater to see that movie. Huh? I brought the DVD. I still got the old DVD, not Blu-ray. DVD. I still have it. Yeah, I have it. Uh, yeah, I got. I own it digitally. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's and I've. I was just trying to figure out. I knew we were going to do it. I was just trying to figure out when. And I almost picked that when I, we did Black Dynamite. But I went with Black Dynamite instead. It was like that was going to be my one day perfect thing. Because it's like one perfect cast. Yeah. All at like a very unique cast Neil Patrick Harris and Denise Richards. <laughs> Uh, who played their roles uh, fantastically. And Chris Kattan, the last good thing he's done. And then everybody else is black. And it's kind of like, you know, Dave Chappelle has had a unique movie career where it's like, it's never seen like movies used him right. It, it also, it's made it seem like he... <sighs> He did movies, but he wasn't gun ho about movies. Yeah. And I would say, because I people swear by half baked, I've never seen. The only movie I think we use him right is half baked and this. But even he has issues with half baked because it's not what yeah. they wanted. 
So I, I would say this. Because he is perfect in this. Oh, yeah. The conspiracy man, conspiracy dude. Yeah. Undercover brother. <laughs> That's your real name. Good morning. Good. As an opposite of bad. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. If you see any whole temp or any. Oh, it's like this man was a whole temp a decade too soon. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He def- uh, It's just hilarious. And. People forget how popular Eddie Griffin was. Right? Like, that's the thing. Yeah, I up. think, yeah, yeah. He had a nice run. He carries this movie and he does it easily. Yeah. Easily. And it's like, it's just hilarious thinking about that. Like, Eddie Griffin was, you know, Malcolm and Eddie, I. I enjoyed it when it was, it's funny, like you say, you know, they didn't like each other, they made it work. <laughs> yeah, like, I hate going to work. I don't like that motherfucker, but they had like four or five seasons of just a yes. nice a nice sitcom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a nice sitcom. It's named after you. And that's even though everybody, everybody had a sitcom back in the UPN days. It's like, yeah, Eve had what, two seasons, three seasons? Yeah, Eve had a TV show. And I'm still amazed they had more than one season. I always thought they just had one season. No, they have, I think, at least two. They might have had three. But no, we're doing Undercover Brother because it's just, it's a very, it's a fun movie. It's enjoyable. It's a, it's good. It's like actually good. Eight as well. It's very quotable. And General Fried Chicken. Good Lord. <laughs> they had Billy D. Shucking and Would it be side dishes? <laughs> it went from, wait, you went from running president you running for president to open up a chicken joint? Yeah, people like me shouldn't run for office. And they went from that question like, well, they be side dishes. I, I, every time I see a Popeye's commercial, I go think of that, and I think of Jerry Rice, and I'm just like, it's just something don't about it. Start, don't get me started at Jerry Rice shit. I'm like, <laughs> now I know why people always say rant they, when they talk. Thank you, you there you get it. No, but <laughs> I was laughing because people talking about if you start Receiving a prom, who would you pick? And and no, I was picking Jerry Rice. I'm like, y'all insane. like them Popeye chicken scarred y'all that much? Y'all no, it Popeye. I I told you for me, it was more of a personal. Like those are receives that I enjoy. But if I had to put money in, like, oh, the best, best, and you got to pick Jerry Rice. Yeah, had, had bald and gray corn rolls in his late thirties and still going to Pro Bowl. <laughs> You're not. He was going to Pro Bowl when Randy Moss was still playing. Yep, in his prime. So you can't say like, well, it's easy when Jerry Rice played. Like, oh, Jerry Rice was playing when Randy Moss was playing, yeah. and I already tore the ACL. Was still like an all-pro receiver until he's almost damn near forty. So, but I know it's like they y'all treat him the way y'all treat him for yes, reasons. I I, I went with my favorites, and that's what I'm sticking with. Jerry Rice, Percy Hart, yeah, Percy. Oh, per- Percy, man, look. Migraines are a motherfucker. That's all I'll say. To put in perspective, Jay Rice was a first-team All-Pro in 1986 and a second-team All-Pro in 2002. That's dope. Yeah. He's a 2002, goat. 16 years later. Jerry All Rice pro. is a GOAT, and can't nobody take that away from him. I'm not, I'm not silly now. Come on. Yeah, you can, people, that's the funny thing is, people can argue about Who's the best QB? Like some people might say Tom Brady. 
some people might say Aaron Rodgers or Joe Montana. Like it's a, it's no, it's like a few names you can say. Running back, you may say Jim Brown. You maybe say Barry Sanders. Um, it's only a few positions like you ain't gonna argue. Like linebackers, it's LT. Defensive end is gonna be an argument. Um, wide receiver, ain't no argument. There is none. Like it's it's none. Like Randy Moss is the second best receiver of all time, and he was basically kind of washed at like by what 33, 34? Yeah, he ain't gonna fuck. So. Yeah, he would have had to done what he he would have had to put up the season he had to put up for like six to seven more years to catch Jerry Rice. After the Patriots, it was a wrap. Yeah. So, but it's funny thing about that. But no, we're doing Undercover Brother. I don't know how we, I know why we sick. We're talking about Popeye's chicken. But no, we're doing Undercover Brother next week. And I wonder what streaming service on. I got it on DVD. Yeah, I already got it digital. So uh, we good on that. Um, question uh-huh. What have you been watching other than the movie that we just did? Um, I, um, it's some stuff on Amazon Prime. I started. I've been watching action movies on Amazon Prime that I had in um, queue because I was looking like that's what the funny thing. I've been watching like low budget action movies. It was one <laughs> called um, I gotta remember the name of it. I've been watching action movies that basically been starring people you haven't heard of. That's like Normie, uh, uh, um, ninety minutes to hundred minutes that, that are fun and straightforward. And beyond that, what's the last thing I watched? Oh, I watched Terminator yesterday. Okay. I got home. So you haven't watched the little things yet? No. Okay. Um, I was going to, I haven't. And I heard the reviews and they were all over the place. I am anticipating and you may just like text me about it. So I, I just can't wait till you hear when you watch it. I want to hear your thoughts because I know what I feel like. And I just feel like it was great performances all around, but the script let everybody down. That's what I heard. That's exactly what I heard. It was like Garden Variety 7 that's only held up because it had great. I mean, it's like they've all won the Oscars. Yeah. So that's and great actors can hold up bad scripts. So, no, I haven't seen the little things. I will see the little things. Um, what else is coming out? I thought I got a feeling something else is oh, out or coming out. Before that, and if you ever get the time, hey, everybody, check out Outside the Wire on Netflix. Anthony Mackie and Dan. Oh, yeah. I, I started watching that. I need to finish that because I was curious about. And like I said, Anthony Mackie has this weird anti-charisma. It's funny where they take that character that he's playing. It's interesting. Uh, the uh, Damson Idris from uh, Snowfall. He's really good. Like he's going. He he's going to be in more movies. You know, it's funny you bring that up. We kind of have a renaissance of young black male actors. Yeah, we have we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of them. That's just on the way up. Because um, I think about him. I think about what's to do from. Um, Lovecraft Country. Oh, um, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, that's gonna be in the next Ant Man movie. I think of Trevante Rose. I think about Otis Hodge. But basically, the, the, the whole cast is straight out of Compton. I think about them. Of course, you got Sterling Brown, 
And then you got the big names like, you know, John David Washington, who's probably next man up. Michael B. Jordan, who's already up. Yeah, and then, we, we, then, we, then we back. Kalua, Lakeith Stanfield, Brian Tyree Henry. It's a lot of talent. We back up. We back up. A lot of women talent, too. A lot of women talent, too, doing their thing. So it's and it's funny where it has to be there because perfect thing we can talk about before we wrap up because I was thinking about talent and it was something I was thinking about because a lot of people complain about wrestling somehow how why we still keep having old people. You know what happened? There's a time frame between like 2005 to like 2013 and wrestling that was lost. That people that sort of blow up did not blow up. You know what? I, you know what I thought about that when I was watching NXT and I, I heard Wade Barrett. <laughs> okay, I see where you're Wade, going. I see where you're going. Yeah. Wade Barrett should have been a superstar, but injuries or whatever happened, it didn't happen. It, and it, it's a zillion stories like that. It's around the time when they really rolled Cena, and you had contenders but it just seemed like nobody ever quite because either they didn't believe in them or they got hurt or the wrong person because I'm just thinking about all like you know like Kofi Mini was great why take that long we should not have waited till what what was that 2018 2019 yeah that should have happened like six years ago well you know politics yeah, and so, the whole thing is like there's a storyline. Yeah, Randy Orton held him back, and now a decade later, he finally get his chance. The hurt business is hilarious because it's three people in there that should have been stars. Shelton, MVP, and Bobby Lashley—they messed up to rare degree with all three of them. Messed up with Lashley twice. twice. I want to see like they have him correct now. Yes, but they by, won't by but, accident. But they won't. They won't. Go over the top with it. They won't. It's like, oh no, you right there. The point we want you no more. Because like he benched. They had a match with Lesnar. Come on now. Like why? Why haven't they had a match with each other? Because it's kind of like, well, Lesnar not even there anymore. It's like they. I don't know. Because it's like he's what Vince McMahon likes body type. Hey, you could push him. You, you got, got somebody who's talking like, for him, pretty much. Yeah, it's like, and he can talk himself. This whole like I saw him enough in TNA to know that he can talk. But it's like. It's a whole generation of people like that, both men and women. Like, can you look at, because it was something with the women, like when I was watching the Royal Rumble, like you see Victoria and Jillian Hall. It's like, it's a time frame, like after Trish Stratus left, but right before the NXT women start showing up, it's like that time, that they don't exist. Melina, Kelly Kelly, E. Torres, AJ, is like, they were there and poof. Yeah. They don't exist. Like it's like they did a whole thing and it don't count. The same thing with men. And people and the whole thing about it's hard making stars. No, it's not. No, I know it's not. Cause they they convinced us a Rockback was a star. <laughs> to the point where they almost changed their plans for CM Punk, The Rock, and John Cena. I remember <laughs> them all, oh, maybe you need to put the belt on Ryback. No, yeah, I was sounds, never one of those people. That shit crazy now, but I was around back then. Yeah, I remember, I remember people saying that. We had them talk. I remember people was seriously debating that. Oh, he should have, but he should. Ryback should have beat Punk. I think they made a mistake. No, <laughs> he is a goof. And it's and it's kind of like 
Santino they got Santino Morello to be taken seriously. That war room with that Alberto Del Rio won, people said Santino should have won. Even though they know is he got no business had the belt on. That's how I know WWE can make anybody a star if they want to. If you got some type of talent, they can make you into something. Yeah. It's just what is just what they like and you know, whatever they want to go with. Hey, and, it's a whole lot of with that. And we see it now because like you know, Bianca Belair, it's people talking about maybe it's too soon. Why? When you got, got when you got Sam Roberts uh, backtracking everything that he said and uh, <laughs> on that NXT uh, takeover, yeah, you know you got something. The whole thing is she got it. They know she got it. Everybody know. And the whole thing is like it's just seemed too soon because they weren't using her up until now. Mm-hmm. But it's like tomorrow, Rhea Ripley. I'm like Rhea Ripley had hers last year. Yeah, you can't help it with how she, she just last time we saw Rhea Ripley, she was losing to the to a MAGA Mexican. It, the problem with the problem what happened with a Ripley is that when her visa when had issues with her visa, she left and then they brought her straight back to NXT and kept her down there too long. So it's like y'all got to reintroduce her again. She she fine. You not reintroduce her enough. Like she no 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 not not everyone knows who she is. She don't need it. What I'm saying so, is she needed like that moment was great that her and uh Bel Air had. These this is the future. Mm-hmm. These are the future for the women. So and, yeah. And they're, and they're friends. Close friends. Yeah. So look out. Cause uh yeah, so, Sasha ain't gonna be here forever. <laughs> people keep pointing that out. And it's just you know, it's I wonder how and another thing stood out was like when Naomi hadn't wrestled a month and then wrestled forty seven minutes and then dropped the so I'm like her and Natalia and like Tamina, like the last women standing. Cause everybody else, all the other women, like NXT women. I'm gonna say something, and maybe I shouldn't say it. Go ahead and say it. But I feel like there is I don't know, is somebody back there who doesn't like I don't know, I shouldn't say like. Or it's an issue with Naomi. Naomi should be bigger than what she is, especially after you see like people like she was the first thing they were showing like on Sports Center and all that shit with WrestleMania, like because you know her hair and how people would gravitate to her, she kind of went uh, you know all over the internet and it's like, well, we ain't gonna do nothing. You know, it's because she it's because she's unapologetically black. That's why. Okay, I, I didn't want to say that, but I think that's what it is. Where her popularity and how the fans look at her. Never match how management look at her. They don't. They have no idea what they have with her. It's kind of like they they don't. And it's kind of like and unlike Oscar, where Vince was like, "Oh, I finally figured I got something. I don't know what it is, but I got something." It never hit with Naomi. I have no idea why. Like she should have been the biggest star of that era, because like she's the most likable person of Total Divas. She's one of the most likable people in the roster. Everybody likes her. The old heads respect her. The young heads gravitate because she got all the looks like she is drop dead gorgeous. She can wrestle. She's a she is the close. She's a better version of Kofi Kingston. And look how long it took them to understand what they have with Kofi Kingston. Yeah. And I bet you more people knew who Naomi was than Kofi Kingston did up until Kofi Mania. Huh? I, I just I just. I just you feel like they missed is. out. They missed you know out. What it is. I know what it is, but sometimes I second guess myself about because I'm like, no, she's Dark, she's no, no. dark skinned black women don't get shine. That okay, you said it. Thank you. All right, 
I mean, since, since I will say it, it's the same. I've called it the Netflix CW syndrome. Dark skin black women, dark skin black women don't get shine. And I don't understand because she's beautiful. Like, not what? Like, I get it. Y'all don't know what to do with her, her looks, blah blah blah. But she's beautiful. We're like, what's the problem here? Because she's beautiful in a way that they don't know how to handle, and they can't market it. Like, because you notice know Vince has this whole blonde thing. Oh God, yeah. And it's like you know, you blind, you in there. If you're not blind, you gotta have something that really stand out. And sometimes it work, and sometimes it don't. Cause it's like you know, Paige, she goth, so it's gonna stand out. So I, I could do something like that. AJ, she a tomboy, so I can do I can do something like that. Becky Lynch, she a fiery redhead. I can do something. Like, I can do something like but- Eva Marie. I, I look like a video game villain. Oh, Mickey, you're crazy. But all of a sudden, uh, a couple of years later, uh, yeah, you and uh, Cena got issues. You're fat. What? And it's, I use a perfect example. Ruby Riot. They don't got, they have no idea what to do with her. Like, they know they have something, but it's like, you know, she punk rock goth. She got green hair, tattoos on the chest. She beautiful, but not conventional. Like, I don't know. And she ain't like Shotzi. Bl- like, it's kind of like certain people where it's like, you finish a certain spot, like, you know, Nikki Cross, oh, you're going to be crazy. That's what we'll do. You'll be the crazy one. So if you ain't hit a certain niche where it's like Sasha Banks is glamorous in a way that's comfortable with certain people, but pisses off other people. Like, Sasha Banks is like a movie star. So we can do something with that. Naomi is like, you know, she the baddest girl in a rap video. I don't know what to do with that. Uh, they, don't, they don't know. So it's unfortunate. It is what it is. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, but uh, hey, shouts out to uh, Bianca Belair for winning the uh, Women's World Rumble, and I'm looking forward yes, to it. And also, the other argument was um, Edge. And I know people have issues with him winning, although it's kind of like, of course he's going to win. I mean, they told it with his promo. His promo that he cut before the Rumble told you he was going to win. But what I said on uh, I Am Not Dave last night was this. The problem, the issue that was wrong with him winning was the commentators didn't tell the story in the ring. It was like... Everybody on, as far as like the Twitter and the Twitterverse, we were all like, oh, he's not doing that. Oh, he just laying there. Oh, you know, Christian helping him out. But the commentators weren't, weren't telling the story. It was just like, oh, Edge is a final, final four. Huh? Like, you usually supposed to build that person up throughout the match, and they never did. But it is what it is. But I, I mean, it's, it's just hilarious. Somebody would have told you three years ago that two of the final four people would be Edge and Christian. Like what? And what a video game? It's like Christian back. Yeah, he's I which I just found out today. I didn't know he's back part time. I was like, oh shit, okay. I'm like, he was done. Ash was done. (laughs) Daniel Bryan was. That's why I did that whole tweet with Stone Cold. It's like, but I I appreciate your other tweet where you said that there was a time where Vince was they were trying to get these old guys out the way. Macho man, yes. quick. Now it's like, yeah. oh, I need you. I need you because they don't. Because they don't. They used to push young people, and I think Rock 
And Brock Lesnar having it back to back was like, nah, we can't make y'all too big a star because you're going to leave us. Uh, of course, they brand over superstars now. Yeah, and it's kind of like, but even then, it's like, you know, Randy Orton was a real young star and all. People like in their 20s. Now it's like, you know, you get people, they, a 28-year-old rookie, and you blink next thing you know, you're 37, 30, 36, 37. How many, and somebody put a, put a point, how many stars do they have that's men that's under the age of 30? Ooh. Yeah. Bro, Strow, is Braun Strowman under 30? No. I mean, he, rel- he relatively young. Who? Who? Exactly. I mean, you better check NXT. I don't yeah, think nobody on the main right, roster. Not the cruiserweight. Yeah, exactly. Like Cedric Alexander, maybe. But I'm like, superstar, big name? Yeah, they all, like, they closer to 40 than 30. Yeah. And that's what happens. Like, and they don't have a lot of cool people that are young. So it's kind of like, yeah, I like AJ Styles. But AJ Styles, you know, Damn near 40. <laughs> he ain't got so much time left. Yeah, but you like know, a lot of people are like that. You know, they old. I think like Damian Priest is in his, I don't know, I think he's like in his mid, no, early 30s. Could be he right. Better, they better, I'm glad they're doing something with him. It's like, you better hurry up. Because like, you know, Kevin Owens, 30s. Late 30s. Roman Reigns, 35. Seth Rollins, mid 30s. A whole bunch of mid 30s, late 30s, early 40s. And next Ooh, you know, this, I'm wrong. Damian Priest, 38. Oh, Shit, I like, like I said, here you go. Oh, and it's and I sunk in because I'm like, the Undertaker was like in his late twenties, early thirties. Like Undertaker was considered young when he started, but he was wrestling Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like keep in mind, he was wrestling early nineties. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you would you would have thought he'd been done like you think he was kind of old like when he was wrestling like the early two thousands some of them WrestleManias like he wrestling Flair or anything like that like oh he might have like three or four more years left now nah, he got fifteen more years like that's that's the problem like you had two, like you know John Cena just wrestled and kept on wrestling and next thing you know oh John Cena ain't young anymore. Like Brock Lesnar was younger than John Cena. Brock Lesnar yeah. did two years and bounced, and it came back, and he was still younger than John Cena. That's all you need to know. It's interesting, you know, when they when they look at these guys and when they decide to bring them up and when they decide to sign them for contracts and stuff. So, yeah, and and and, an, and another thing doesn't help, and I'm not blaming this on Triple H, but I mean, how long are you gonna hide these guys like Cole and? You get what I'm saying? Like what Chopper said, he ain't going. But those guys are like down there, kind of like, all right. It's, I but know why you're not moving them, but yeah. it's if you don't use them right, don't. It's too many times where it's like they don't use them right. You don't. Do you really want to go through the CM Punk Daniel Bryan thing again? Well, no, I get it, but then it's just like, well, you know, we. What you gonna do? It's like what you gonna do, and then you got other stars coming up behind them, so you got to move them up. Out the way somehow, like I get, I like what they're doing as far as the um the group and like Cole is the leader, but they they highlighting old boy now um Kyle O'Reilly, they highlighting him more. So, but yeah, I mean, I get it. It's, it's unfortunate, but I know what Triple H thinking. Like I build these guys up, I'm not letting him fuck this yeah. up. I mean, but it's funny thing you bring up Adam Cole. He's 31. That's it. Yeah. 
wow, he might as well be 23 compared to that roster. And one more thing before we go, because yeah. we're talking about young things. You know I talk about young stuff? Because it just it cracks me up how wrestling fans are apoplectic about Bad Bunny. Oh, my God, man. I'm like, this man has videos on YouTube that's been watched a billion times. Not a million, a billion. A billion. Who's downloaded person Spotify in 2020? Non-English, a non-English rapper, number one. It's not my rascal flats. I know who that one is. I don't even listen to like popular music like that. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't listen to him, but I know who he is too. I knew. But I'm around enough to know who people are, and it's like we're put on mud. (laughs) Give me some rascal flats, baby. It's like it's that's the problem. Like these are people who are popular, who actively like wrestling, and y'all want to be gatekeeping. Like no. Keep them out. Stop scaring the fun. Y'all, y'all scaring the fun away. Like scaring the ones. We have too. We got too many gatekeepers. And guess what? It ain't just white ones. Because the white oh well, yeah. No, let me tell you something. And this might rub people the wrong way, but whatever. None of them can beat me up in a fight, so I'm gonna say it anyway. They are both problems. This different problem. The white ones. They're just stuck in this whole time frame about how you sort of do stuff and why can't we do it back in the way I like it and work rate this and blah, 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 that. You're not a real fan and it's aggravating. The black ones tend to be men and they tend to be bullies. They just are different type of bullies. The black ones too. The black ones, a lot of, a lot of them gatekeepers too. You ain't pushing the way I want to push it. You ain't doing this way. So it's trash. And it's like this. If if it comes into a whole, you can't tell me what to do because I got more followers than you. And I'm cool and you not. It comes. And it's like the white ones bother me more. I don't like I don't like gatekeepers in general. I can't like who are you to tell like let people like what they want to like. Too many people try to make you feel bad. Oh, you still watching this? You know, Vince, the, Vince, the, the Vince does this, and I'm like, but guess what? We all watch the Royal Rumble, right? You know how I know, Vince McMahon? I you know I know he a genius. He had us all cheering Ryback. <laughs> Speak for yourself. No, whatever. I wasn't cheering him, but I'm like, he had people like, yeah, Ryback. You know, maybe it's time beats. He had people thinking, yeah, maybe Ryback should be the one to beat CM Punk for the title. Think about how insane that sounds. And he did it. Yeah, he did have people thinking that. Oh, even even like being mad about it after he lost that match. I was like, people were really upset. I was just laughing. Like, do y'all really want that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's funny what, <laughs> what time does because people are like, oh, they dodged a bullet on that one. Yeah. And it's that's the funny thing. You watch old stuff because, oh, he asked me what I watched. I watched the Yokozuna doc. I I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? It's good. It's sad. Yeah, that's my only reason why I kind of been like, because I like I know the story and I'm like I know. God, so young. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, and everybody knew what was coming, and nobody could stop it. It's like he gonna eat himself to death, and we try. They tried. They tried. You can't say WWE. This on the case like WWE not trying. They tried. He just, it's kind of like, you can't force somebody to do better if they don't want to do better. Yeah. I remember, I think it's when he came back and he was like, what, five or six? 100 yeah. pounds? I was like, shit. 
Ah, yeah, I watched it eventually when I. The whole thing is like you know he was tough, but like you know nicest. He's like you know no one ever nobody disliked him. Everybody liked him. Yeah, my, my only thing is we, they had this thing and this man was Japanese, just like Taz was black. They bring that up and it's kind of like you know they was like we didn't care because the work rate would get you know we trust the work would get you over and it was like just the first time we had somebody we had like a, a bone eating savage. No, I get it. I get it. Well, you know, but I was surprised. You know, I'm like Japanese, even though they're like from the Polynesian Islands. I always ignored that part. I swore he was Japanese. I was a teenager. I don't know any better. Yeah, you just went along with it. But the whole thing is, they never said he was Japanese. True. We just kind of. They kind of just. It's like, well, you know, uh, he's sumo, all Japanese wrestling. Like, you know, sumo is Japanese. It just went with it. But, like, they never said he was. He just kind of like lean, like he came out with Fuji. He's a sumo boy. Like, yeah. Because I'm like, why don't they say from Japan? They kind of had their cake and eat too. They were slick with that. Just yeah. thinking about it now, it's like they never really said it. They just let you believe it. Now, Razor Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I laugh now. Because people are like, oh, I can't believe Scott. I'm like, Scott Hall did brown face for a decade. And we just let him get away with it. Y'all surprised he on the All Lives Matter? Look, man. That's, that's, our, that's our fault. I'm so, every time I somebody bring up that picture of him in the hood, I just look at it in disgust. I'm like, yuck. What I know now. Uh-huh. What we know now. But no. Now, I, I watched this. kind of like everybody liked them. And two things that stood out. One, how much the people who loved them, loved like Undertaker, loved that man like a brother. And it's just funny hearing how certain people talked about him. Like, you know, they were, they talking about how he died and they was breaking down crying. It was just rough. And two, that WrestleMania when Hogan won the belt. Good Lord, I hate that show. I hate oh, that show. Oh, just watch it to hear how everybody, including Hulk Hogan, makes this shit an idea. Like, it's a bad idea. But Roman Reigns and Bret Hart are hilarious. It's like, you know. Yoko, you know, Yoko won it. He finally did it for the family. Then seven seconds later, he started rolling his eyes like, yeah, Hulk Hogan. And Bernhardt's basically like, you know, I thought we evolved past this Hulk Hogan bullshit. Yeah! I thought we was like wrestling and wrestling was important and, you know, I thought we was moving toward the future and now we back on this. Like, he's trying to say it nice, but he like, I thought we was doing yeah. this. He tried not to rock the boat. Like, uh, you know, they giving me checks, so. Yeah, yes. it's. I remember watching that. Did you watch that pay per view when it happened? Yes. Yeah, I did. I think either I watched. I watched on on like VHS tapes. I remember watching. I'm like, this seemed weird. Yeah, something always seemed off about it. Like he just running in and just doing that, and then because I remember he had his tag match mm-hmm. early in the night, and I'm thinking, okay, that's it. And they're like, oh, Hulk Hogan. Basically, it's be like you know they have that overseas tour. And it'd be good for him, like one last run and all that. And then, oh, I forgot how xenophobic he was, the king of the ring. Uh, Hulk Hogan. But yeah, and one last thing, and we'll definitely wrap up talking about wrestling. And I've said this before, and I will continue to say again people think the Attitude Era was the worst, but like the most risque era WWE. Nowhere close. Nowhere close. It's the ruthless aggression era. You know, okay, I just saw a promo 
somebody put up last night Carlito, the whole he was asking um I forgot who it was. Oh, do you spit or do you swallow? And I'm like, oh my God, this is not yeah. Shahid's definitely right about this attitude error thing is not the worst, cause this was like 2005, maybe 2006. They was doing that shit for a long time. <laughs> and it's kind of like it's what it was, it's like the attitude error was just was so loud with it. So you kind of notice the stuff. You know it's like the Valvin stuff and everything like that and everything. And but I'm like, yeah, some of that stuff they were saying was just wow. The men and the women. The Lita Trish stuff when um Lita was with Kane and Trish basically calling her like, you know, a baby losing harlot. Like we won't even get into the racism. With evolution. Oh. You know, you could be oh, no. and not just and hold the whole thing. It ain't just Triple H. It's all of them, wasn't it? It's all except for Batista. Batista's the only one that wasn't rolling like that, which is fun. Like, it's funny thing about that now because, like, yeah, Batista wouldn't because, like, Batista's probably one of the wokest people in WWE. Yeah, he's like, I but, ain't uh, that so it was It wasn't Triple H because Flair, shit. Flair was on his, Flair was on his Southern nonsense. And <laughs> Randy Orton, people, people that let him slide, they think about the Kofi stuff. They forgot all about the Shelton stuff. You two uppity to be Intercontinental Champion. What the hell does that even mean? Uh, you don't know your place, boy. Basically, you two uppity to, to hold the IC belt. Like, and yeah, the Shelton stuff when they had him do the parody like T.O. with Tris. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Are you ready for some wrestling? Yeah. That shit was they, wild. It was, it was funny, but seeing it in hindsight now, it's just, yeah, it is just wild. But no, wrestling. Oh, one last thing I did see. I saw Batista's thing when he came out for the Royal Rumble, the one he won. Yeah. <sighs> Man, Dan O'Brien ruined two straight Royal Rumbles. <laughs> It wasn't his fault though. It's just like, <sighs> man, I just thought you. He's a he come back being the a Marvel blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Guardians was hitting. He was the breakout star. He come back to wrestle like his. He, he forgot to where bring his tights so they had to make his tights the night of. His boot broke set aside that he was doing an Achilles injury, and then he coming out and they all want Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it's like, and you're not listening to your fans. Like you doing it, you doing him and Daniel a disservice. And what's funny about that is they was cheering for Roman Reigns because Roman was hot. Mm-hmm. This is like when Shield first started, like Roman was the hot, quiet, sexy one, and he like eliminated like twelve people. So they got it was him and Batista the last two. So they got mad when Batista won because they wanted Reigns to win. And then a year later, they boo him. They boo Roman Reigns, <laughs> and I forgot how it ended because I was like, "Why are they chanting for um, Rusev?" It's like Rusev hadn't been eliminated, so it come down to Kane and the Big Show. They toss out Kane and the Big Show, then Rusev comes out. Rusev get tossed. Kane and Big Show is beating up Roman Reigns. The Rock shows up. They cheer the Rock. And then Buddha Rock when he giving props to Roman. You know how much you got hate somebody to Buddha Rock. <laughs> That's what the Rock was looking around like, damn. 
<laughs> the hell you do. And they try to dance it up like, you know, different crowds cheer. You know, Pittsburgh always been a tough crowd. People cheer. Like, that's the one thing I would always wonder how wrestling would be during pandemic booking. I they would have crapped all over Goldberg, Drew McIntyre. I think so too. Yeah, I think so. I think they knew they had an advantage being in the pandemic, especially with the Daniel Bryan thing. Because you, you know, you had some people saying, "Oh, Daniel Bryan's going to win this," and boy, when he if he would have got eliminated with a crowd, oof. Yeah, yeah, but I think it worked because it's Edge. And one last thing, this Alexa Bliss shit needs to stop. Man, look, we can sign <laughs> off on that shit. Yeah, I got mad That's- so mad last night. I was like, "What am I back with uh, Papa Shango and shit now?" She just. Changing outfits mid match. It's a good It's live. What are y'all doing? This ain't like <laughs> this shit is just goofy. It's goofy. Like hey, I, I get it. It's not for everybody. Somebody out there must be enjoying this shit, but it ain't me. They got some old Joe. Like, I don't know about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> me neither, Joe. Me neither. <laughs> We gotta uh, wrap up with that. Yeah. Uh, if you are listening to our show and you want to leave a review, please do. Especially on iTunes. Uh, leave a star rating. The more people review, the more people get to listen to us talk our nonsense each week and our movies and all this good stuff extra afterwards. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter and on Facebook, The Real Jeff versus the World on Instagram. If you need to contact or have anything to say to Shahid, just contact me and I'll tell Shahid because he don't need no new friends in 2021. Nope, sure don't. Just the way it goes. So anyway, next week we'll be back. Oh, yeah, check out my shows I dropped this week. I dropped a wrestling episode. I'm Not Dave Wrestling Podcast is back with my man Manny. And I also dropped an interview with my girl Lena the Diva who's working on her new project. It's going to come out sometime this year. Uh yeah, but until next week, we'll be doing uh, Undercover Brother. Not sure where it's streaming at, but follow one of us on social media. We'll let you know if it's streaming anywhere so that you can watch it. Uh, we are out. Peace. Peace.